episode 95. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, hate erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. And I'm Domesticated Dave. I'm a fucking leftover, and he's an idiot. I, <laughs> I am a cohort and proud of it. I just called you an idiot. I feel like a jerk. Don't. Don't. It's okay. <laughs> I can't remember who the fuck Stick's other student was. Then you'll find out about that epic fail later on in the show. Why? Yeah, why are you bringing that up now? I'm just disappointed in myself. Two hours down the road? Two, three hours down the I road? Won't, I, won't, I will not. I will think about it. I will not let Google answer it for me safely. Okay. All right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, no emails this week. No good pop, bad pop. No news, just Jurassic World. Ninety, I'd say ninety percent of this show is going to be Jurassic World, right? Oh yeah, He's nodding at me. I am, I am amped. I am ready. You ready? Talk about some reptiles. Talk about some reptiles. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely wanting to talk about some Jurassic Park. Jurassic, I'm calling it Jurassic Park. It's Jurassic World. I've been calling it Jurassic. I have this thing where I still call it Jurassic Park sometimes. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's lots of warm fuzzies connected no, this to is, it. This is Jurassic World. It's a, it's a brave new you, world. You know, you know what's bizarre, Dave? Is like, okay, 22 years ago, Jurassic Park came out. I saw that movie for the first time with you. Yep. As a matter of fact, yep. I was wondering if you remember oh, that. Yeah. I, was a, I was 15 years old watching it with you for the first time. You had already seen it, I think, maybe three, four times already. I've only seen it twice now. Well, I'm sorry, Jurassic World. Oh, you've seen it twice. I um, I saw it. Uh, I saw it. The one time in theaters, I only watched it the one the, the original Jurassic Park. I saw it the one time in the theater, didn't watch it again, and um, and I saw it with you. But yeah, it's crazy. Here we are, Dave, twenty two years later, and we're going to be talking about the first in a possible trilogy of new movies for Jurassic coming out. So, um, but before we do talk about these things, uh, I, first thing first, I wanted to talk about. Um, Jake Elliott, uh, our, uh, my co-host on Pop Culture Leftovers, I found out this past week that he had been robbed. I didn't know if you would saw this on Facebook. I yes. Okay. I, I don't really follow the whole Facebook thing, but uh, Jake actually told me in a text message. And so uh, Jake is moving, of course, and that's why he hasn't been on the show in the last, you know, um, you know, two, three weeks now. Sure. He's getting ready to move, and that, that's the priority right now. He was told he had to get out of his place and move and find a new place to live. And so that's priority, packing and trying to find a new place to live. Great news is he found a new place to live. Now he's just got to get everything packed and ready to go. The bad news is is somewhere in the interim trying to find a place and get packed, someone 
had came into the home and stole his Wii U and also stole his television. And so, you know, things are really tight for him right now. You got, you know, anytime you move, you got to get like the, de- if, if you're, if you're renting, you got to get the deposit. Uh, you, you got to sometimes pay him first month's rent or upfront. Um, and so things are really tight and this happens to him probably at one of the worst times ever. Yeah, it's it, they really kicked him in the dick with that, man. Yeah. Like if you if you guys had ever see his DVD collection and his Nintendo collection, like I don't know, I don't know if this is some old enemy or some rival, I don't know, but I, I if if you're out there and you have our 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 friend stuff, we have a certain set of skills. Skills that we will use to find you for hurting our friend. So fuck you. If you're a listener to this show and you did something against our boy Jake, fuck you, um, what I, we miss you, Jake. What I'm going to ask everybody is, um, and I've never asked anybody ever on this, sh- uh, uh, any of our listeners for a dime ever for anything. I give you the show free every fucking week. I, I don't, I don't have a PayPal button on our fucking web page. Everything's free. Uh, every all the content we put out is free. But if you want to. Um, donate a little bit of cash, and Jake doesn't know I'm doing this. If you want to donate a little bit of cash to uh, getting Jake his Wii U replaced and getting him a new TV, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, I don't want you to break the bank on your end either, okay? Give what you can. If you can't give anything and you just want to reach out to him and and uh, you know send send an email or or, or kind words that would be fine too. Um, it just sucks. I, I've had my place robbed before in the past. It, it, a long time ago, somebody broke into my house and they stole my Nintendo sixty four. They stole my surround sound system, and I came home and I saw somebody had been in my home when I was gone and went through my shit and took my things. And the window is open, and you see the aftermath, and it, it, it's like somebody punched you in the stomach, and it's a sick feeling knowing that somebody stole your shit, that went through your house and stole your shit. I've had my car stolen in the past. It's a horrible thing to happen to somebody. And if we can make something shitty turn into something a little bit more positive for Jake, I'm all for it. If you want to reach out to me, if you want to donate something, I'll find a way to get the cash. It'll all go to Jake. And uh, just email me, brian at popcultureleftovers.com. Let me know that you're interested in donating something. I don't want you to give me your fucking rent money. Just give what you can if you can give anything. And if nobody gives a dime, that's fine too. It's just um, – you. I'm just, I'm just asking. I can't make anybody do anything. But you guys um, – you guys have pulled through – you know, for us a, a lot. I mean, you guys, uh, the army has done a lot for us in the past. You guys write articles for us. You guys have given us iTunes reviews. You guys have sent me emails when I'm down. When I get a shitty email from somebody saying, Brian, you fucking suck. Go fuck yourself. Then I get another email saying, Brian, thanks for all the hard work you put into the show. And, and you guys, you guys have the ability to brighten somebody's day. And I know Jake, it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. I know. I know Jake's not going to listen to this episode, so I'm not worried. <laughs> I'm being honest. We can say whatever we want to say. say. He's not going to hear about it. And don't tell him. Don't tell him like, "Oh, Jake, Brian said this on the episode. Keep this a secret, guys. It'll it'll go a long way. He'll really appreciate it." Um, 
I hope. You know, we could probably get like two bucks. <laughs> Here, go rent yourself a red box video. But um, we get a uh, copy of ET, the video game. Oh, thanks. You know, Jake hates ET. I know. That's you're what I'm a, saying. You're a dick. No, I'm saying that that's all we'll get. It would be the worst thing. Mm. Um, so, you know, just send me an email, Brian at popcultureleftovers.com. I'll figure out maybe like PayPal. You can PayPal it to me or something like that. And hopefully we'll get, you know, we'll, he'll be on his way to getting a Wii U or a TV. I mean, I don't expect us to get, you know, thousands of dollars for Jake to get, you know, like, oh shit, he's got a fucking 8K TV and shit, you know? But if if he can be well on his way to getting a new TV, that would be fantastic. And don't break the bank, just give what you can. Yeah, Jake's had a real shit year and a half, man. Like, I love the guy dearly, mm-hmm. and I know you guys do too. You don't, you don't know him personally, you've just interacted through the show, but he's a really great human being, and... Does not deserve this bullshit. They know that. that dude, the, I think the, the army loves Jake. Good. I'm the guy they fucking hate. <laughs> <laughs> bum, 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 mm-hmm. They hate me. Nah, they love you too. Bullshit. They love you too. Uh-huh. I don't want to hear it. You and your, you and your positive, uh, bullshit. Oh, my damn positivity always fucking up your, uh, Sith aura. My, yeah. my bad. <laughs> yeah, so send me an email, uh, Brian at popcultureleftovers.com, and let's make the title insensitive. Jake got snaked. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a dick. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm just playing the fucking role, right? Sure, sure. That so, works. Yeah, so title the email, Jake got snaked, and uh, send the email. Send the email to the biggest dick on the planet. Can we call it, hey, Jake, stop, start locking your door? <laughs> Oh, you just got to one-up me, huh? <laughs> got fucking Mario Brothers over here. <laughs> You're one of those fucking guys, aren't I'm, I'm, you? I'm, You're a one-upper. I'm your, I'm your Luigi, man. I, no, I hate those motherfuckers. One-uppers. Like, it's like you got a story, and then you tell it, and then, then oh, well, shit, I got a bigger and better story for you. I'm I, a one-upper. Well, uh, you know, I really understand how Jake feels. I got robbed three months ago. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I wasn't trying to one-up Jake about my Nintendo 64 that got robbed. Fucking – no, I can relate to the guy. Absolutely. You're, whatever. You're just trying to give a worse title after you said it was – fuck you, Dave. <laughs> fuck you. Oh, I feel bad even laughing when we're talking about this. Jake, we, we, we miss you, buddy, and we're going to do everything we can to make this transition a little better for you. Yeah. Yeah. We do. I, 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 I love I love Jake too. I know you do. Gosh, I wish somebody would steal you. Warm, right yeah. Now. Sorry, I'm, I wish somebody. I wish Liam Neeson would come in here and abduct you. I'm, 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 I'm very difficult. What can I say? All right, I may have Jake's review of the movie by the time I'm able to put this up. He might have time to record it uh, and send me the audio. Uh, it'll go somewhere in the episode. I don't know where, so you just have to listen to the entire thing. Um, so I do know his rating. So that's cool. But um, so somewhere in this episode, if he if he if he if, if he gives me the audio, I'll put it in there. If if he doesn't, I'll just reveal it somewhere at the end of the episode. I know what my money is that it is. Um, so movie um, was over two hours. Yeah. <laughs> After the end music, I'll be posting two clips from old pop culture leftover shows. Uh, this is one of those movies, you know, um, Jurassic World. It's one of those movies that we were talking about when we first started the podcast two years ago. So it's been a long time coming. It's uh, one of those where we had um, – oh, let me move that. It's, it's, it's one of these – 
movies, kind of like, um, you know, Avengers Age of Ultron and uh, what's the other one? Avengers Age of Ultron. These movies that we've been talking about ever since we started the Force podcast. Awakens. Yeah, Force Awakens. Um, We didn't even know the name for Star Wars Episode Seven, but this is one of those movies two years ago that we were talking about, and here we are. I got to finally watch it. Um, So I'm going to. What I'm going to do is I'm I'm going to put in some clips from past episodes after the end of music. Uh, The first clip is from Episode Three of Pop Culture Leftovers, um, and it's myself, Jake, Jason, Dan, and Chad Michaels. So a blast from the past. And then the second clip is us talking about Jurassic uh, World again. It's from episode nine. This is like from June of last year. Uh, two years ago, excuse me. So listen to those blast from the past clips about Jurassic World. I think we didn't even know the official title of the film at the time, and we referred, it, uh, referred to it as Jurassic Park 4. Um, the film's original title, just in case you didn't know, it was actually called Jurassic Park Extinction. So... I think that's the the title that they were going to give it back in 2004, 2005 when Spielberg was still involved. Yeah, they did good. I like the new title far better. Yeah. I'm kind of anti-colon when it comes to movie titles. Yeah. Um, What we're going to do now is we do have – we're not going to be doing emails and good pop, bad pop and news and all that stuff. But I am going to be doing our iTunes reviews. So we are going to – we are going to go over – we've got three iTunes reviews since wow. our last show. Uh, you can uh, – if you want to send in an iTunes review, you can. Um, just go to iTunes and leave your review of the show. We're going to get some new listeners from this one because it's uh, it's Jurassic World and some people are going to see Jurassic World as the title for this one. It's their first fucking episode and they're going to be like, oh, these guys fucking suck. <laughs> God help them if they this haven't is their li- first. Exactly. They haven't listened to any other things that they do, any other episodes we've done and they're going to be like, these guys fucking suck. I hated this fucking episode. They don't know what they're talking about. They curse too fucking much and – yeah, I'm talking as them and dropping an F-bomb at the same time, Dave. That just happened. But- I like that their first impression of me is going to be me telling people to fuck off. What? Remember I was telling them, fuck you? Oh, like yeah. That, like, yeah. they're going to be yeah. so confused later yeah. on when I'm, like, stroking them. I don't care. They can <laughs> give us a fucking one-star rating. I don't give a shit. I really don't give a To them. all you five stars, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you for the five stars. If you give us a one star, actually, we actually, I enjoy them because I love to read them on the show. It gives me something to laugh at and kind of like, you know, I don't know. It's fun. It's fun for me when pe- I, I love it when people don't like me. I don't, I want, if everyone likes you, Dave, you're doing something wrong. You're, it'll, you know what I mean? I, I must be doing lots of good things then because I'm wretchedly unpopular. Oh bullshit! <laughs> you pander too much. That's your thing. It's it's almost it's seriously you pander too much. It's almost like you're begging. The customer is always right, my friend. You're pandering though, Dave. It seems desperate. You know what I mean? It's like it's like nobody wants to, nobody wants to get with the desperate guy in the geeky film. They I, want to get with like the rated R dude. I find myself the to be guy. the uh, antithesis, the counterweight to your cynical negativity. You put too much thought into it too, and that's <laughs> fucked up. That's fucking weird. All right, but we've got some new iTunes reviews. I do have a new iTunes bumper, so here we go. I'm gonna 
pour me a cocktail. Hmm. Yeah. Do you remember last week? I remember mostly. I remember the first part of last week. Yeah, until you <laughs> fell asleep on me. <laughs> Fucking podcasting with this asshole. <laughs> hey, hey, Brian. I hope you didn't. Uh, I hope you didn't put in too many notes this week because I'm gonna fall asleep halfway through. <laughs> I'm, I, I got my full. Eight hours, one hour more than is necessary. I'm hey, ready to rock. Hey, listeners, if you want to know what this sound is, <laughs> that's Dave hitting his head on the fucking mic when he falls asleep. It's not a fucking pillow, dickhead. It's so plush and comfortable. Yeah. No, that's the thing. It's like I put in like, you know, doing the notes all week, getting the notes ready for the leftover army, going to give him a good show this week. Do, 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 do. And Dave's like, hey, uh, can we wrap this fucker up in 15 minutes? Cause my, I'm a- my cuddly little air bear just made me feel all safe and warm, mm-hmm. you know? No. Dude, seriously, like last week, you were passing the fuck out on the show. Like your eyes were like so heavy. Seriously. <laughs> but I wasn't drunk. I never said you were drunk. <laughs> you're, you're acting like it's like, well, I wasn't drunk. Like that, like, like that was an accusation. <laughs> Damn it, Dave, you were drunk last week. I just want to fend off the people who, on Twitter saying, so you're drinking on the show, huh? No, he's just tired. He's tired. <laughs> He's tired. He's sleepy time. We need to have a fucking little nap time for David. You know, our intermission music from now on, I'm just going to play a fucking lullaby. Oh. It'll be 30 seconds for you, but it'll be like three hours while Dave's on the floor sucking his fucking thumb. Hey, folks, I really appreciate you being patient with me. Most of all, you, Brian. I am a. Fuck I'm, you, Dave. I'm a. Fuck you, Dave. I'm, I'm a single, patient with you. I'm a single father to a two year old little boy and run a million dollar a year restaurant. So if you got the short end of that stick last week, everybody. Mucho apologies. Oh, listen, he's trying. He, now he's trying to. He's trying to stir in, in your like, make you feel all bad for him. No, not shit. at all. I, I, it is not an excuse, but an explanation. Oh, brother, give me a break. Yeah, brother. You know I love you, Dave. <laughs> I know it. I know it well. <laughs> oh, right. yeah, guys, if he gives you crap on here, it's because he loves you. Like that's what he does. That's not one hundred percent true. Well, I, I, <laughs> very little of what I say is one hundred percent true. I, I like I've said before. I like fifty percent of the leftover army. Fifty percent. The other. But 50%. you guys are the good ones. Let me tell you. So they'll never know if they're part of that 50%. <laughs> we just got the two-faced coin. We flip it. You know, if you get the scratchy side. Right. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Um, the first iTunes – back to the iTunes reviews. The first iTunes review <laughs> is uh, from <laughs> – let me play. I'd rather listen to the actual music than listen to the fucking That's why I made this. Yeah. So I wouldn't have to I'm listen gonna to I'm going to dance a little while you do this. Oh, God. Put your clothes shirt back on, please. I got to free. Free the nipple. <laughs> we never did get that hashtag trending. Uh, the first one comes from. I'm going to do it now. Uh, first iTunes review comes from I am a camera 24. And I like to think, and it's titled awesome. So it's a five star review. I like to think that, like, with all the thought that was put into this review, I like to think that this guy or girl. I hope it was a guy and he was getting fellatio or if it was a girl, she had somebody going down on her because all I got was great podcast. 
I like to think that they were getting pleasured, and so like they're like, let me just wrap up this iTunes review real quick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like great podcast. Was there like four R's in it? Like right podcast. Exactly. Actually, the last few letters look like your Twitter handle. It's <laughs> indiscernible. I, I can't believe you can read this review. Yeah, exactly. So no, but try no. to follow me on Twitter, assholes. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you. I am a camera twenty four. Your handle here is actually longer than your post. So. Your review. <laughs> So, um, awesome review. It was good. Thank you. Um, this one comes from La 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 La, la Lash Bang Bang. Wow. La La Lasha Bang Bang. La La Lasha Bang Bang. Okay. Yeah, I said it. I'm proud of myself. It's a five-star review and it's called Awesome Podcast dot 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 dot. But please, less Frank. Oh, <laughs> listen. To that. No, I'm telling you, man. People, dude, when you do podcasting, like sometimes, like your personality, like sometimes it resonates with certain people and they like it, and sometimes they hate your personality. Wow. More times than not, people hate me. Hmm. So I've come to accept it, and I actually feed off of it. I love it. I want you to hate me. <laughs> That's why I go like Darth Brian these days. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Frank here. It says, I'm a huge pop culture fan, TV. I'm a huge pop culture fan of TV, Star Wars, comics, movies, and more. I can't wait each week to listen and hear the leftovers' opinions. Well, except Frank's. Jesus. Sorry, he brings little to the table unless it's video games, Game of Thrones, or 90s X-Men cartoons. Domesticated Dave's Comic Book Corner is a great addition. And being an iron worker, I really don't mind the cursing. Keep up the good work. So <laughs> finally, someone acknowledges that our cursing isn't that horrible. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, that's the thing. It's like I kind of want to weed people out. Like, you know, drop a few f bombs, and if they stick around, then I they're see. cool. They're that, cool. That they're part sense. of the army. Then you know, they're it's part like, of the fucking army. You're like initiating them. Exactly. Nice. You know, we don't have. You know, not everybody's gonna like it. So I, they need to fuck off. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for the love for the comic book corner. I. I get really excited about doing that, those segments, and I'm glad that you do too. Thank you very much. And as far as Frank goes, if you knew him, you wouldn't be saying this. Yeah. He's a fantastic guy, one, one of the best people I know. And um, in a time where we needed somebody else on the podcast, he really came through for us. Absolutely. And hopefully he'll be back soon. He's got some things to take care of in his life, and he's always welcome back. So True, um, true. It just sucks that you had to put that in the review. Yeah, I know. Damn. Because, you know. Guy ain't even here to defend himself, Exactly. Exactly. Frank, we love you. You're a great guy, and you're welcome back. We miss you, Frank. Right. There's Uh, no hammer time now. The last uh, iTunes review before we jump into uh, uh, Jurassic World and some other things here. Uh, It's titled Kittens, No Skittles, and it's from Thirsty Thursday, one, two, three. Hey, nose beepers. This podcast is number one super fun time. Seriously, though, four hours has never gone by so quick. The guys are hilarious and pretty low-key. <laughs> Great to help you get through a boring workday or car ride. One of the best parts of the show is their interactions with the Army. I will probably be emailing them pretty soon with some comments slash questions. If you have some time to kill, I highly recommend you check it out. In the words of the immortal Fred Durst, keep this pod, this podcast needs to keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Oh my God. What, Dave? Fred Durst? Kick, you get a kick out of that? No, this is, it's like, it's like a, it's like a bad Google Translate, uh, review. I love it. 
It's like I, I'm like I'm, I'm following it, and then I'm I'm in another culture, and then I'm following it, and then I'm in Broville, and then I'm following it. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. That is that is a non sequitur of a review. Yeah, you, actually, your explanation of the review is kind of like your description of the review. <laughs> I was following you there for a second, and then I got lost. And I think okay. that review was my favorite review so far. Yeah. Look, and we're, we're Loki, like L-O-K-I? That's how he spelled it. <laughs> and then he quoted Fred Durst at the end. I mean. The great one. Hey, ladies. <laughs> Hi, mamas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. This is an interesting dude. Shoot us an email, man. I, yeah. I, I want to taste another taste of that crazy. Well, Thirsty Thor's Day, one, two, three. And he did use Loki in the re- – yeah, awesome. All right. So that was <laughs> iTunes reviews for the week. Give us more reviews, people. That was great. <laughs> I swear we are going to be getting to um, – we are going to be getting to Jurassic World, but first, just uh, let's do some. Let's do a little house cleaning here. I got I got a few things that I want to address here, real quick. Um, Star Wars Rebels it premieres next Saturday, June twentieth, on Disney XD uh, with the Siege of Lothal. So definitely watch that episode. I mean, and if you haven't seen uh, Star Wars Rebels season one, get on it. I don't even know where they can watch the whole season now. I'm not sure where it's available, like the entire season. Maybe uh, on demand somewhere. Gonna say uh, Xfinity, uh, Comcast they have on all, demand. Okay, they, they've been cycling it through, but yeah. they keep it cycled pretty pretty accurately. They're 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 weird about certain shows, and same thing with Hulu. Hulu sometimes holds on to just five episodes, like iZombie. I want to go back and watch the entire series now, the first season, because I watched the pilot and dropped off, and I can't find the first season anywhere. Uh, Hulu doesn't have it. Xfinity on demand doesn't have it. So. I was, I didn't know about uh, uh, Star Wars Rebels. I was going to say Rebels hasn't really been sequential on their on demand, but mm-hmm. they've they've kept it cycled through to where if you just keep watching because they do it they don't do it where they do it by the air date they do it by the name of the episode ah. so there's like no way to tell what order you're going in but several of the episodes do stand on their own and just go to IMDb and you yeah. can read which episode exactly comes in which. and you'll, yeah. you'll you, it, they cycle them through quick enough that right. you'll you'll catch up. Also, on AMC June 24th, they are going to have their premiere of their new series called Humans. It's about androids, and it looks really interesting. I'm making uh, my cohorts on the show watch it, and we'll be talking about that in a future episode. Also, if you want to watch some of the things that we'll be talking about on the next episode, uh, make sure to watch Bloodline with Kyle Chandler and Ben Mendelsohn on Netflix. Uh, It's a series that we're going to be talking about, as well as the new Wachowski Netflix series Sense8. And... uh, what if you're one of those people that are like, well, you know, well, listen, asshole, I don't have Netflix. I can't afford to pay $9 a month for entertainment, you fucking asshat. Well, then I got something free that you can watch. Right, Dave? Right. Not everybody can get Netflix. No. Um, on YouTube, be sure to watch Predator Dark Ages. Uh, we're going to be talking about that next week. It's exactly what you think it is. It's Predator's coming back during medieval times and battling the Knights Templar. And we'll be talking about that, but wanted to give you guys a heads up on what we're going to be watching. So Damn good stuff. You ever wanted to see a bunch of predators attack a dude, dudes at a Ren Fair? Go watch it. Only two more episodes of Orphan Black Season 3 and uh, one episode left of Game of Thrones Season 5. So, you know, maybe we'll have a Game of Thrones Season 5 wrap-up next week. And, uh, shit, I don't know. I'm not going to be able to have a wrap-up talk with... To anyone about fucking Orphan Black Season 3, unfortunately. I've been catching up. 
Okay. I thought you hated this show. Nope. I gave it another shot just because I knew it would mean so much to you. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see here. And finally, after the end music, uh, like I said, uh, after you know we have our Blast from the Past pop culture leftovers clips, we're going to be talking about the casting of John Bernthal as the Punisher in the Marvel Netflix Dare, uh, Daredevil Season 2. So uh, stick around after all those fucking clips and shit. We'll have that. So, all right. All right. I think what we're going to do now is talk about Jurassic World. Yeah. But first, but first, we're going to take a quick break. Okay. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Hey, welcome back. Uh, thank you for bearing with us while we took that little break there. Um, oh, yeah. First, I want to address something real quick before we jump into our uh, you know, Jurassic World review. Um, I like teased on Facebook that I was going to try out for the Wheel of Fortune, and that was supposed to be on Sunday. I woke up Sunday with some crazy fucking virus that I've battled all week, I, so I didn't get to do the whole trying out for a Wheel of Fortune thing, which – Pissed me off. I've been sick all week. Like, I don't know if it was strep, bronchitis, the flu, but it was a virus of some kind and it was kicking my ass and I couldn't take time off work. So I like, I'm like, like literally like, you know, sweating it out at work and it fucking sucked. And, you know, I'm not feeling 100% today either, but, you know, I'm here to talk about Jurassic World. That's what we're here to do. So. Well, you said Wheel of Fortune was all about going viral. You just didn't mean for it to go that exactly. way. Exactly. <laughs> I like how you I, I like what you did there, Dave. He's so proud of himself. Thank you. Oh my gosh, he's like he's like patting his own back right now. I'm taking a little bow. Yeah, you are. All right, um, let's uh, get back to the and yeah, damn it. Next time, fucking Wheel of Fortune comes back into town, which will be like five more years. Maybe I'll maybe I'll try it for it then. Hey, keep it on that bucket list, my friend. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about Jurassic World now. Uh, Dave, my question to you is, first off, I wanted to know how you saw the movie. Did you see it in 2D? Did you watch it in 3D? Did you watch it in IMAX 3D? How did you see the film? On Wednesday night, mm -hmm. I was invited to go see a special preview by the people at Carmike Cinemas. Thank you mm -hmm. very much, everybody. We saw it in IMAX 3D. Okay. And it wasn't packed to the gills. It was just, you know, the friends and family of the people who worked there. And we enjoyed that one. And then I went back the next night to have the comparative experience in 2D. Mm. And, man, like, people were excited to be there. Like, I saw two dudes get into an argument over a seat that was left. I, I was – there was buzz. It was, it was exciting. Huh. Uh, I saw it in uh, IMAX 3D as well. Um, and uh, – I want if I'm going to see the if I'm going to see big dinosaurs I, I want to see dinosaurs on the largest screen possible. Um, so and uh, as far as I know I think this was filmed in 3D. I could be wrong, but like the earliest news said it was filmed in 3D. So I wanted to definitely see it in the 3D format. So yeah, 
You're just looking at me like a, like 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 you're like waiting for me to do something here. No, I'm just I'm just agreeing that like it was it's definitely you're but you're not nodding. It is a it is a, it is a superior experience. I didn't know if you fell asleep with your eyes open. Or <laughs> <laughs> it is a superior experience in IMAX 3D. It's well worth the ticket. Yeah. Uh, the synopsis for Jurassic World: 22 years after the events of Jurassic Park. Isla Nublar now features a fully functioning dinosaur theme park, Jurassic World, as originally envisioned by John Hammond. After 10 years of operation and visitor rates declining, in order to fulfill a corporate mandate, a new attraction is created to re-spark visitors' interest, which backfires horribly. Uh, the movie is directed by Colin Trevorrow. He's also the director for Safety Not Guaranteed, uh, a movie that I saw in theaters. I absolutely fell in love with the movie. Kind of like, this is almost like another uh, Josh Trank scenario where the guy does an independent film, and then he's offered like a huge, big budget movie right afterwards. You know, we saw Josh Trank, he did Chronicle, and then af- right afterwards, you know, he's offered Fantastic Four, and then, you know, Star Wars. And like, same thing happened here with Colin Trevorrow, uh, safety not guaranteed, low budget. You know, one of the Duplass brothers in the movie, as well as Jake Johnson, who's in this film, and then now he's getting the reins of fucking you know Jurassic World. Like, holy shit, dream come true for this guy. Hello, Dave. You, are you fucking asleep again? Jesus Christ! No, I just don't want to interrupt you. Uh, that's why I fucking paused there, jackass, <laughs> to give you time to say something. I I, like, I I enjoyed safety not guaranteed very much. The the guy he was just always the guy from the league. This fucking podcast should movie. be called this podcast should be called Dave Not Guaranteed because <laughs> half the time you're not even fucking bouncing shit off me. Uh, I, okay, it's 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 about to go full on bounce mode. Like okay, when I when I finish a sentence and I look at you, that's your that's your cue to say something. Boom. It's like what the. Fuck, I'm dealing with, like, this is, like, amateur hour. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I mean, like, Jesus Christ, get, like, I need Jake back. This is, what the fuck is going on here, Dave? You're we, killing me. We, we miss you, Jake. No, I'm, I'm ready to rock, Not man. like you'd have anything to say to him after he gets done talking, but, yeah, I guess you do. Toss, I guess you toss, 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 toss. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No, anyway, it's directed by Colin Trevorrow. Dave, I guess you had some. I don't know if you had something to say or not. Yeah, I was just saying that uh, the previous work of this gentleman, uh, safety not guaranteed. Uh, the it was a breakout role for the lead character. He he was always just the guy from the league. I don't know if anybody follows fantasy football or watches the league on FX, but he showed a lot of range in that, and uh, I'm I was very excited to see what this guy could do with a serious budget. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, it just seemed like uh, like. Like, wow, I can't believe they're handing the reins to this guy. But I think he did something really innovative in Safety Not Guaranteed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think he did something so innovative with that movie. It was a fun movie to watch. And, like, that's the thing that had me worried about Jurassic World. We'll talk about that in my rating, actually. Let's get into this a little bit more. It was written by Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silver. It stars Chris Pratt as Owen, Bryce Dallas Howard as Claire, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is in this movie as Hoskins. Uh, we had Ty Simpkins as Gray. That's the younger brother. Irfan Khan as Simon Masrani. Uh, Nick Robinson as Zach. He's the older brother. Jake Johnson, my boy from uh, Let's Be Cops and uh, New Girl. Uh, love him. And also the, uh, what's the, the Craig Robinson fucking com- car commercials and shit. I fucking love those. Uh, don't touch my Dodge. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. I love that shit. Anyway, um, yeah. Omar Sy, 
as uh, Barry, and then B.D. Wong returns as Dr. Henry Wu. B.D. Wong is the only known cast member to return from the previous films. He previously appeared in the original Jurassic Park back in 1993, and then we had Judy Greer uh, as uh, Karen, the mother of the two boys. I don't know who the father was of the two boys in this movie, but Judy Greer, um, you know, we've seen her in some sitcom shit, uh, Arrested Development, of course, where she plays uh, the... I can't remember. God, I'm, I'm the biggest Arrested Development fan, and I'm like blanking on the. Hey man, now, now now you know how I felt earlier yeah. or later, depending on your point of view. Exactly. Um, about the stick, Daredevil. Yeah, get it. <laughs> they won't get it because they haven't heard it yet. They will eventually. Yeah. Understand why yeah. I'm so beating yeah. myself up. I'm the comic book expert. If, <laughs> if you're not understanding what we're talking about, we already recorded the John Bernthal Punisher thing. We've already recorded it, and it's at the end of the episode. So you will kind of out of order. Yeah, you'll understand when you listen to that. Hey, we're talking about a movie where. That discusses time travel, yeah. so it's appropriate. All right. Um, so what'd you think? Come on. Hold on. Oh, Jesus oh. Christ, Dave. Is this your fucking first rodeo? You got me all primed, well, man. Hold on. Just chill the fuck out and let me take the reins of this goddamn show. You got you, it. No, you, you get into this whole thing where you think you're the showrunner at times, and you just need to chill the fuck out. I get too excited. Yeah, you do. <laughs> fucking human Viagra over here. I'm looking at like a, the... the, uh, the you, yeah, you're like a walking, talking boner. That's why I'm only good for four hours. Yeah, exactly. And then you <laughs> fall asleep on me. Surprised I wasn't making you a sandwich at the end of last episode. <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> anyway, I love you, Dave. You know this. <laughs> All right, so basically in this movie, we have uh, four Marvel characters. Isn't that crazy? We've got Star-Lord. Kingpin, Bishop, and then Ty Simpkins even played the little boy in Iron Man 3. And hopefully Captain Marvel. Which one do you want to be Captain Marvel? Bryce Dallas Howard said she wanted to be Captain Marvel. Ah, uh, no, no. Give me Charlize Theron. I love that rumor. Oh, that, that I like that rumor even better. I mean, she's a colonel in the in the uh, Air Force. I mean, we we need an an older... Captain Marvel, in my opinion. She's an Imperator as well. So, yeah. yeah <laughs> no, I mean, I, that's who I want. I want Charlize Theron. I cannot argue with that in the slightest. And give me Angelina Jolie as the director. I'll be happy. I mean, I don't want her as Captain Marvel. But, no, I mean, but I'm, you've described a perfect Captain Marvel movie just now. But unbro- that's the rumor that's out there. I, w- I don't want it to be a rumor. I want it to be real. Yeah, let's make it happen. I mean, un- Unbroken, I mean, it wasn't perfect. But I think she's a better director than she is an actor. Well, the cinematography in it would be phenomenal if you apply that to Captain Marvel logic. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I found to be the best part of that movie. Yeah, and I think the score was lacking. Yeah. The cinematography was was pretty good, and I, I think it would have been better with a better score. So anyway, we're going to talk about Jurassic World. Jurassic World has a runtime of two hours and three minutes and an estimated budget of $150 million. Now, before we jump into this one, uh, we are going to rate it. And here on Pop Culture Leftovers, we have a unique rating system. And if this is your first time listening, we want you to be familiar with said rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. Thank you, Clive. All right, Dave, I want your rating for Jurassic World. All right. Well, um, what I enjoyed about this movie was that it spends the first half of the movie making you wish 
that this place was a real place, and then it spends the second half of the movie making you regret that you wanted it to be a real place. Um, I watched it first in 3D IMAX, which is definitely the way to watch this movie. And um, if you if you shortchange yourself and go in the 2D, you will start to notice things that you would have been swept away by and not noticed in the previous viewing. So I would say... Given my love of great epic throwdowns, which this movie becomes, uh, despite some short sights and short, short settings, I'm going to have to give this my brand new Fatal 4-Way Taste It. You keep renaming our rating <laughs> system, and I really I don't like it. It's weird. <laughs> a Taste It. Okay, so we got a Taste It from uh, Domesticated Dave. Uh, later, ho- later in the episode or somewhere in the episode, we'll give you Jake's rating. Uh, hopefully he'll give me that. Audio. It was three minutes too long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. My rating. I-, I loved, uh, the first two trailers for this movie that came out. Uh, and then the last TV trailer, I absolutely tossed it. That last TV trailer I thought was awful. I felt like they showed their hand this movie. Like, you know, we got a look behind the curtain and this movie's going to be absolute shit. Um, thought that it was just a Jurassic Park clone and that all these new and innovative ideas that Colin Trevorrow had promised us in this new film uh, were bullshit and that this movie was destined for failure. I just thought it was going to be horrible. Now I've had a chance to see the actual movie, and I'm going to give it a Tupperware. Nice. I I felt like a kid again watching this movie. I I thought that it harkened back to the original. Of course, you know, it's set in the same island, uh, and even characters within the, you know, even characters within the film got very meta slash nostalgic at times. You know, like with Jake Johnson's character himself wearing a vintage Jurassic Park T-shirt that he got from eBay uh, for $150, which I thought was a fun and clever way to include the original film. I got a kick out of it. I wasn't too sure about this movie coming in because I, although I love the original film, I didn't feel that the true villain of the film was the T-Rex in the original. I, I felt like the true villain or villains were the raptors. Uh, you know, even in the original film, like the T-Rex came in as the hero at the end and saved them. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, and in this, and, okay, you could sit here and fucking debate with me like, oh no, the real villain is the corporation. <laughs> Fuck off. John Hammond, he's the villain. Yeah. No, I'm not going to get into that shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking at the beasts, okay? Uh, I'm not looking at the, the, the nature of the beast when it comes to corporations. I'm not going to get into that whole fucking thing. Actually, who knows? I might. Who knows? Who the fuck knows? We'll see. We'll never know with the show. But anyway, you know, in this movie, it's like I, I saw that like, uh, in the trailers, it seemed to take that away from us. Like the Raptors were going to be the heroes working for Pratt's character of Owen. And, and I, and, and I did not like that. I wanted villainous Raptors. Somehow Trevorrow, you know, he gave me everything I wanted in this movie, regardless of what I thought I wanted. Colin Trevorrow, Colin Trevorrow, you blew my fucking dick off with this movie. You really did, and I'm tuppering the shit out of Jurassic World. The special effects, they weren't done by the original people, but they, they looked really, really good in this. And um, I, I absolutely love this movie. I'm going to, as crazy as it seems, like, I liked the original movie. But I didn't like the kids in the original. They annoyed, they annoyed the shit out of me. I love the kids in this one. You know, I think I don't think Nick Robinson was like it's not the Nick Robinson that I'm used to from like Melissa and Joey or like even like you know the Kings of Summer. He had a very they they, they gave him a very specific role. Like you're the jaded, bitter teenager that just wants to you know look at women and you know 
like sell beats by Dre. Yeah, exactly. Well, this whole movie is about the the whole movie's got a lot of uh product placement. Yeah, they they definitely uh they definitely uh needed some help with the budget and they found it all over the place. Well, this was not no, this the if the stu- it was not the studio's idea to have the product placement. That was Colin Trevorrow. He wanted that in there. Colin Trevorrow has kind of gone on the record and saying he wanted this to kind of be like his he wanted to talk about how evil corporations are when it comes to greed. And so he felt that it fit his story. Jake Johnson's rant in the middle about renaming the dinosaurs like the mm-hmm. Dorito the Doritosaurus and yeah. stuff was right on the money. It was spot on. I mean even in one part in the movie I saw like one of the buildings was like like it was like the Samsung Innovation Center or something like yep. that. The the Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville exactly. logo, yeah, prominently displayed around the carnage. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. Oh yeah, I saw it there too. I think there was like maybe even a smoothie place somewhere in yeah. there. I mean, I saw a lot of different uh, recognizable uh, products. Yeah, almost like through the through the whole first half of the movie, there's a corporate logo in almost every scene. Like mm-hmm. uh, when the when her car would pull up and it would. The whole center shot would be on that Mercedes Benz logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was a definitely a spot on. Like we're we're not we're hitting you over the head with this. This is not subtle in any way. Yeah, weren't they? Uh, didn't he say something about? Oh yeah, you already talked about Jake Johnson renaming the dinosaur. Yeah, the, the Verizon, Verizon. And they were yeah. talking about the Verizon wireless uh, Indominus Rex. Right. Exactly. Oh, it's crazy. The goofiest name for a dinosaur ever. Uh, that's why I don't like the names of like the arenas now. Uh-huh. It's like some of them just sound ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Staples Center, I got used to it. But at first, I just kept associating it with Staples. Yeah. You know, and United Center sounds cool because it's you know, United Center. But it's it's an airline. It's a fucking airline. Like, you know, it's like uh, what happened to like the Great Western Forum, you know, and like Boston Garden. You know, it's like everything's got to be, you know. You're in good hands watching your event at the Allstate Arena. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So without further ado, it's time now for a Pop Culture Leftovers movie review. Jake Jake does suck because Jake's not here this week. But he doesn't suck because he got robbed. Yeah. So... So we're going to start off with uh, what trailers did you get, man? Oh, shit. I'm trying to remember. Oh, I got Everest. <laughs> That's not a good sign when you don't remember which trailers you had. No, I had to think here. It's like uh, I Tupperware the fuck out of this movie, Dave. After I left this movie, all I could think about was this movie. That's 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 understandable. So it was. I wasn't going back and thinking about those trailers I saw, and I saw some good trailers. I mean, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie, The well, Walk, The Walk. It looks like something like that movie. It kind of sold me on like having to get the IMAX ticket because the the vertigo that I got from like actually trying to like get into the scene where he's walking across. And this is the extended trailer. Like I'd seen the teaser trailer multiple times in theaters, and so like watching this extended trailer, it made me want to see it that much more. It was one of the first trailers I've seen Joseph Gordon-Levitt in that I didn't immediately think, "Oh, that's Joseph Gordon-Levitt." Like he actually was kind of character like in the role he's got a he's got an accent that's very believable mm. if you know any french people mm. uh i i'm really excited to see that movie and i hadn't heard of it 
So you're saying that Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he's really never broke it. He like he's like like as far as an actor, like you see Joseph Gordon-Levitt in all of his performances. All I've all I've ever seen when I see a trailer for him was uh-huh. oh wow, that's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And this time, I was like so enraptured by the. The three D, the usage of three no, D. I'm talking about like like his like so his tra- like you have a problem with his trailers. I'm just saying the trailers I've seen. Uh-huh. I always think, oh, that's just Gordon Levitt. I like him as an actor. Uh-huh. This one, I was like, I was so wrapped up in like the scene where he looks over and he's standing on the edge of the building. Sure. And about halfway through it, as he was talking, I was like, holy shit, that's Joseph Gordon Levitt, and that was a first for me. So I, I really like that. I. I've never noticed that with Joseph. Like I'm just talking about his performances in movies. Like I think every character that he's played has been pretty different. Like Don John, and then fucking uh, what was the other? The Sin City and Fifty uh, Fifty. Um, and that's that's something that I've found uh, about the movies themselves. Mm-hmm. But in the marketing, I always oh. felt like all I saw was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. But since I liked his performances, mm-hmm. I was going to give it a shot. This one. I was really into the concept and the. Maybe the, you're focusing on Looper because, like, during the. I can, I can yeah, yeah. agree Definitely with you. Definitely thinking of I Looper. I can agree with you there because, like, <laughs> in Looper, like, you're seeing Joseph Gordon Levitt and then, like, they. There's a takeaway somewhere, like, when you're actually watching the movie, it's not. You're not watching Joseph Gordon Levitt. You're watching Joseph Gordon Levitt as Bruce Willis. And it was fucking amazing. Yeah. So. And that guy, that director, Looper. He's going to be our Star Wars Episode Nine director, Ryan fucking Johnson. Oh, yeah. Oh, excuse me. Star Wars Episode Eight. Yeah, I know what you meant. Yeah. But wow. Okay. Uh, the next trailer I saw was Everest. Cliffhanger 2. Oh, my. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is not as, uh, as you know, like uh, Stallone. <laughs> Stallone as that. What I got from that movie was like, wow, you are really hiding one of your like main guys in this movie. Jake Gyllenhaal barely got any screen time in that. I kept like he the, like the flashes of Jake Gyllenhaal in that fucking trailer, dude. I was just like, is he even in the fucking movie? Is that Jake Gyllenhaal? I was like, what's going on here? Yeah, they showed the scene of the guy reaching forward and touching the the tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, that's that's a bummer. They showed that already. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I like the moment, but I would have liked it more in the movie. I guess. I mean, I, I think. I think the movie it's a disaster. What happens? And so, like, they want to show you, like, oh, ooh, spirits are high. Now you're fucked. I don't think the <laughs> welcome effects, to the mountaintop. I don't think the now effects look nearly as good as the stuff in the walk. It's it's not a completed movie. I mean, they're showing the trailer. They can tweak everything. They do. They need to. Well, I mean, that's the thing. These are not probably not even completed effects. I mean, we see trailers all the time where it's like they've still got months out before the movie comes out. I think that movie comes out in September. I mean, they can still tweak it a little bit. I hope so. I thought it looked great. Yeah, I thought it looked great. I was waiting for Stallone to show up and rescue them. Oh, you're fucking out of your mind. <laughs> I think the movie looks really good. It's, okay. it's another one of those movies I'd put it up there with, like, you know, A Perfect Storm, where, you know, they're in this tragic uh, situation and, and everybody's trying to pull together and, and, and come out of, out of it alive. And I think if they can get alive, you. Alive, an interesting choice of words, yeah, given the. Mountain movie yep. and people eating each other and shit. Um, yeah, soccer players eating each other, eating each other's asses. Do you think it had to be their asses, right? I've always like for some reason. It makes sense. Yeah, it's like rump roast. Like, give me biggest muscle in the body. Exactly. So, no, but dude, like, I think it'll be like if they can like if they can get me to connect with these characters on the way up, and then watch them. I, and I don't know the true story. Like, and then watch them, and don't don't spoil it if if you if you if you've read up. It's a on formidable this. cast. So, like. 
you know what I mean? Like if some of them die or things like that, on the, uh, and it's based on a true story, like I, I'm going to be invested. Like I, Perfect Storm, I love that movie. I thought it was great. So you don't want me to tell you who lives and who dies? Fuck off. <laughs> I, I can tell you who's not going to be on the podcast next week. If you do. <laughs> I'm like I'm like herpes, man. I always come back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, and I can't remember if I saw any other trailers other than those two. I'm sure I did. I just I'm not, I'm not recalling. Yeah, I did see the extended Ant Man. Yeah, it's really. I, I I'm not surprised that you don't didn't remember you saw the extended Ant Man yeah. trailer. Like yeah. seriously, are they doubling down on that? Everybody has a constant one liner thing or what? Absolutely. Holy yeah, shit! I'm, I'm burnt out, man. I'm fucking burnt out on this fucking Marvel one liner shit. Feel that bubble. And uh, I'm not impressed by Yellow Jacket. Nope. Um, they are really going to have to sell me on this. Yeah, Edgar Wright's just sitting back in his recliner watching that trailer going, yep. He can do whatever he wants. Joss Whedon said it was the best script he've ever – and Joss Whedon did, in my opinion, I tossed Avengers Age of Ultron. So it's like, whatever, Josh, you can think whatever you want to about you know Edgar Wright's script. I don't know if I don't know if either one of these directors, Peyton Reed or Edgar Wright, could save this Ant Man movie with Marvel Studios behind it. It's going to make a ton of money. It's going to make. Yeah, why am I saying that? That he can save it. I'm, I'm being selfish and, and saying this is the film I want. People are going to watch Ant Man, Dave. They're going to love it. They're going to love it. I hope they're Michael. Gonna, Doug- gonna, I hope Michael Douglas is actually your bad guy because oh boy, the Yellow Jacket suit just. No gravitas whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like Ronin all over it's again. It's Ronin. It's Malekith. Yeah. It, it, you're absolutely right. You know, but people people are going to they're going to march in there like ants, Dave, and they're gonna they're gonna buy tickets for this. Did you see Thomas? Thomas the train fell off the track. Ha ha ha! Insert laugh here. Yep. Exactly, and that's what that's what happened in my in my audience. Exactly the same. And it's like I saw that before in a movie called Night at the Museum, and they did it three times before you. Yep. And it was funny the first time when I saw Night of the Museum 1. I thought it was funny then. But like now it's like people are still laughing at that gag. Come on. All right. I'm, hey, we're both hoping that it's great though. Absolutely. I'm hoping, I'm hoping to go in there. I like Paul Rudd. I like Paul Rudd. I'm hoping to go in there. I'm hoping this movie blows my fucking dick off. I want it to be amazing. I do. So. Yeah, but I just seriously, like, I think they're just doubling down on that everybody has a constant one-liner thing. Dude, dude, the, the prison fight at the beginning. That, oh, that my they've, God. That, exactly, that they teased and teased and teased and teased. I thought this was going to be And like then they a, hug. I thought it was going to be a dark prison scene. I'm not talking Oz like he's getting raped and no, shit. No, no, you know no. what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know. No. <laughs> Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Wish you could shrink now, don't you? <laughs> oh, oh, damn. Adam BC shows up. Never right. mind. <laughs> right. I'm not expecting like American History X like shower scenes and shit. But, you know, I'm thinking like, you know, this is going to be a little darker, man. He's in fucking prison. But no, it's like hugging it out and shit. Yep. Come on, man. Come on, dude. Seriously? Seriously. This racially diverse set of sidekick characters. Dude, do you think that they are going, like, okay, do you think Marvel is going to do this shit with Scott Derrickson? I mean, Scott Derrickson is, in my opinion, a legit horror director. Okay? I don't like, I don't think he nails the landing every time in his movies. No. Two thirds of his movies are fucking awesome. I never, I don't think he nails the landing. But he's a legit horror director. Do you think that they are just gonna, like, kinda like rein him in with Doctor Strange? It certainly seems to be going in that direction. I mean, he already, Failed his main casting, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Well, we'll see when it comes out, but hoping for the best. Let's talk about Jurassic World. All right, let's talk about Jurassic World. Uh, Stop Raptor time. Exactly. Now, the, throughout this, we're gonna have spoilers. 
Just so not. if you haven't seen Jurassic World and you don't want to be spoiled, you've been fucking warned. Fuck off, okay? Yeah, I have. <laughs> Hit the pause. Yeah, I've got an option for you that inv- it involves sex and travel. Go fuck yourself. So leave <laughs> right now. All right, this is the first film in the series not to feature any of you know Sam Neill, Laura Dern, or Jeff Goldblum. This was a creative decision by Colin Trevorrow, the director himself. He says, "I know a lot of fans want to see the original uh, characters back." They're iconic, but I respect those actors too much to shoehorn them into this story for my own sentimental reasons. Jurassic Park isn't about the bad luck of three people who keep getting thrown into the same situation. <clears throat> Die hard. <clears throat> the only reason they'd go back to that island is if the screenwriters contrived a reason for them to go. Imagine Jeff Goldblum sitting there watching and he sees B.D. Wong up on screen. He's like, wait, wait, bullshit. <laughs> He's coming back to do uh, Independence Day 2. Sure. Um, I, I I think, okay, he did make an appearance in the movie. It was an Easter egg. There was a couple people reading a book and on the back he was on the back cover. Right. But I think it would have been a very cool scene had like this event like, you know, when the dinosaurs got loose in the park had it shown up on like news back in the states, yep. And you see Jeff Goldblum, you know, real missed opportunity there. Yeah, and you just see Jeff Goldblum, you know, say something like, "Ah, here we go again," or just uh, just some some classic funny Jeff Goldblum line, just a real quick cameo, not turn it into a Stanley cameo here, but uh, just just I just I think that would have been I, I think you you don't do too much. With something like that, you just do it real quick, and I think it would have been cool to just show him at home on his couch enjoying himself. I didn't realize what a missed opportunity it was mm-hmm. until I saw the back book cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I I don't think Colin Trevor wanted to be that in your face with certain things, and I think that's why he avoided it. And I, it worked either way, honestly, for me. I was fine either way with it. Okay. I would have liked to have seen it, but on the flip side, it wasn't too – you know, he didn't have to. Yeah, I guess he was trying to keep that aspect subtle, like with finding the goggles and finding right. the part of the banner mm-hmm. in the original one. Well, it would have taken you out of it too, depending on where they would have placed it. You know, think about, okay, like uh, we're going to talk a little bit later about the aviary scene. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's say like that's where they that's where they throw it into it. You know, so now you're seeing Jeff Goldblum, everybody's laughing in the theater – and then it takes you that much longer to get acclimated to where you are in the film. It would have taken you out of the film for a little bit because you would have been like – people would have been laughing and been like, oh my god, Jeff Goldblum. You know, and uh, it might have taken you a second to get back into the movie. It might have taken you out for a second. Makes sense. Yeah. I think – I don't know. I Still. I, I think yeah. it would have been great if uh, if they would have played up the more – like were you not thinking the whole time like – when is Claire going to figure out that she still doesn't know where her nephews are? Like, were you, is that just a dad thing? Or were like you just counting down the minutes where you were like, seriously, she's worried about all this shit and she still doesn't know where her two well, nephews are? As, I mean, she had a lot going on at the time, but I, I, I wasn't thinking that. I was okay. just thinking like in her mind, she's thinking in the back of her mind, she's thinking, oh, Zara's got him. Zara's got him. Zara's got him. Okay. You know what I mean? So that's what I kept thinking. And, um, you know, and because number one, she's kind of like me. She doesn't have kids. Hell, she doesn't even remember how fucking old they were, Dave. Mm-hmm. So what I mean, she's just thinking of her job and then it hits her that, oh my gosh, kids are there. Her nephews are there. So did you find her char- character as unlikable as I did? Uh, I'm going to get into that a little bit later. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'll talk to you. So you did not like her 
I would say. Tell you, okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk I would about say it. name one strong female. Strike that. Name one strong non reptile female character in this movie. Go. Do, do we have to have a strong female character in every movie, Dave? Do we have? Is that the way that every movie has to go? I would just like something, anything. Do you have to have a strong female character in every movie? Well, when you're just so ramping up, this guy is the ultimate badass. Well, sure. And then you poke fun at his comedic. So you're foil. saying it's 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 overtly chauvinistic. Yes, uh, like the scene where he was like. You don't understand. You'd be dead in five minutes out there. And then that, she tried to like look tough by opening her shirt and rolling up her sleeves. It's it a little much. Well, you see, I see I th- I, sometimes I think some people are reading too much. I, I don't like the stuff like Agent Carter where they just make like it's like they are that they're trying to nail that. I think that's just her character. Not everybody is going to be uh, Princess Leia and come out there with their blaster. The and start one shooting. good moment she had was running away from shit. Well, you know, she no. Her one good moment was doing the Jeff Goldblum. That's what he did. I mean, I'm running away from the T-Rex as well. Uh-huh. But when he's doing that, he had a purpose, a purpose of why he was running away. Yeah, but still, it's still damsel in distress. I'm the bait. Do we have to write every female character now, Dave, to be this strong, empowered character? Or are there just women like this? In, can they exist okay. in films? Okay, but like, I would just like one. Just one. Can I just have one? Well, watch San Andreas. I mean, his daughters. She she's real strong and she takes care of herself. This movie, this character, I think that's what it called for. I liked it because for me, growing up, I loved watching Cheers, and this reminded me of that Sam and Diane dynamic. Hmm. For so, it was nostalgic for me. Okay, because Sam was like that rugged guy, and then Diane was like that prissy woman. But somewhere there was the, there, they had that attraction to one another. Okay, that's why I, I it was very nostalgic for me. Not every woman is going to be strong and empowered in the way that he was. She was trying to find her strength throughout this, but she's strong in the business world. Oh my God. If it came down to Chris Pratt being sitting down in, in a boardroom and talking to people and having them, you know, bend over for, you know, uh, his thoughts, like, you know, they're, they're, they're not going to. The, bil- I, the you, billionaire dude was begging her to take him in as, as a consultant. Yes. Okay, I understand that, but he's she's still in a high place in that company. There's, I don't, think- which we saw no justification for, other than that she's a complete workaholic and has no life. Okay, the thing is, the thing is, you're saying that basically this woman that's used to being in boardrooms and stuff like that, she also has to be Nancy Kickass. When I she's didn't a, see when her she's- take charge of any situation in an effective way, and that was her character. But it, as, as, far as, the, as far as the business side, I think she could hold her own. But when shit, when the shit hit the fan, the only she thing made decisions. She successfully she made, did. She was, made decisions she in this predicted movie. Predicted Jake Johnson's cup was going to fall off the console. She made other decisions in this movie. It was her Not bad ones. You know, okay. I mean, she's trying to run this park the best way she can, but it's it's she doesn't have to be fucking like Chris Pratt's character and be Indiana Jones out there. I find her, I found her to be genuinely inept and unlikable, and completely didn't understand how in the world this woman ascends to this place of power 
Oh, but don't worry. Thank God that the billionaire guy. She's running. She's running an amusement park that they've had control over for the past ten years. They haven't had any issues with any of the dinosaurs getting loose. She's made great business decisions over the past ten years. That's why the park is still in operation. And see, the thing got out of control. What happened was there was these the, these deals going on with the scientists where they where they made this hybrid. Dinosaur. She didn't know that what they were really doing and what this dinosaur. As what? a general manager of a business, you oh, are Jesus. responsible for every aspect of that. She's business. not Masrani though. <laughs> Masrani's like right, he's the, the owner. He's, she is the general manager. Well, okay. All right, we're not going to agree. We're going to agree to disagree. I love Bryce Dallas. Howard. I don't understand this whole thing of like every female character. Now, if you're I just wouldn't. No, to, every female character in a fucking movie has to be like this the strong, empowered the, the woman one, when it comes to like these action scenes. The one strong female character that I saw definitively was Blue. Oh, okay. The the, the Raptor. <laughs> oh, brother. Saving the day. No, I, I don't think that every female character in every – and I don't think every male character has to be this strong guy either. I'm just saying film. it seemed a little misogynist. That's uh, all I'm saying. No, I th- This is not PCL political correctness leftovers. I'm saying that it affected my rating because it didn't make sense to me that our main female lead right. is so absolutely inept in her job, uncaring about her family, and just – bad at things in general other than predicting that a cup's going to fall off a console. Those are the decisions that she made to help the movie be played out, okay? Maybe they should have had a man in that role then. Maybe they should have left out the romantic things. But that, in order for the story to progress, those things had to happen. If she wouldn't have made the decisions that she did, we wouldn't have had a movie. She was used to progress the story along. Those decisions moved the story along to where that dinosaur got out of the park. All I want is just a strong female character. That in every, that and behind. you're saying in every movie that there can't be characters can, can like just, this. Can, no, I'm not saying there can't be. I'm just well, saying there was, and I, you have a problem with it. No, can I get so every get movie, every strong? movie, every movie that has a character like this that's a female, it, it's going to be a chauvinistic movie. If there's a if there's no, a man, just give me one strong female character anywhere in the movie. That's exactly what you're saying. In every movie, you have to have a strong. So you must have hated Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. No, you I'm must have, no, now, no, you must have as, hated that movie. As a man who is a viewer, because and she I was not gained, a strong female lead in that I, movie at all. You I, did you hate Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? Uh, no, I gain more out of a movie as an adult, as a guy who's watching it with a more critical eye, a more cynical eye. Sure. I gained more out of it because I was totally swept away by this movie too. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be a Tupperware so bad. I hated the critical the, the the directorial choice to overtly slam you with all the logo shit. It pulled me out of it every fucking time. And I mean, like the whole first third of the movie was logo, 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 logo. And as an adult, I just can I just have a single like. You sound, like, you sound like Jake. You anybody. Said, uh, Jake never left the podcast. You Anybody. Uh, product placement, you guys fucking hate it. And I want you to fucking drive around the fucking block a few times. I want you to go to fucking Disney World and tell me if you don't see this shit. You're going to see product placement everywhere. I've never been to Disney World. You've been to Disney World. Bullshit. Nope. Nope. Don't yes, know. you have. Nope. Bullshit, Dave. When I've known you when since I was like kids. six. <laughs> I don't remember that shit. Dave, you went when you were older than six. No, I, I was yes, super you young. Did. I don't remember shit. Dave, you went old when you were older than six. 
I remember I, I, I remember you went when you were like nine or ten. I've known uh, you since we were kids. Apologize. I don't really remember it. I couldn't tell you what I remember that there I, was well, a place I, called. I, apparently, I remember more about your fucking Disney trip than you do. Well, I, I remember. And I can tell a, you stories that was, you told me of your a, Disney trip. Well, I could I could use them. Okay, <laughs> you were excited when you got back from your Disney trip because you. There went. was a big tree that you could walk up in. I remember that. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I can drive through Peoria and I can see product placement everywhere. I can go to any fucking uh, amusement park in America and see product placement. It's part of America, part of our culture. It's okay. all over the place. Okay. If it's in the movie, if it wasn't in the movie, if they were just making up names for like, oh, okay, here's a uh, here, here's a restaurant and it's called uh, Jimmy's Restaurant. It's like <laughs> – Jimmy's eating great. Yeah, Ooh. exactly. Eat at Joe's. You know, It's like, no, they're going to throw in a real restaurant. It's going to help fund the movie a little bit. It doesn't take me out of it because I see it in my everyday life. I see you what you're fuckers, saying. Whatever. Whatever, Dave. You don't see shit. <laughs> there can't be every, – every female character or you at least have to have one that's empowered in every movie now because that's – you can't do it. You know what? I think, I think towards the end I think she did kind of redeem herself. I do. Not everybody's going to be in, – in the real world, Dave, I think she held her own probably in the boardrooms. But I think when shit hit the fucking fan, not everybody's going to know what to do when fucking dinosaurs are that goddamn loose. And sometimes there might be damsels in distress. Shit just happens. Sometimes the guy might be the damsel in distress. Look at the fat, chubby fucking guard. Was, was, was he any better in, this, in that situation? No, this guy's in charge of a fucking – he's in charge of the fucking Indominus Rex – fucking uh, gate and this guy he's fumbling around for his keys can't even find those oh uh, she was then, just in there earlier <laughs> yeah and this fucking schlub is, is like is like running and you're just thinking to yourself he's fucking gone yeah. why would you open the door dude why would you open it? <laughs> but see the problem is like nobody has a problem with that when they when they do that when they make those guys look like idiots on agent carter but when they when they do it to a female when they do it to a female in Jurassic World, everybody's got like, whoa, whoa, I got a problem with this now. I, you know, I don't like when, when it's overtly chauvinist in your face and they're making her seem like she's helpless. But I think that we saw, I think we saw a, a, a little bit of a journey with that character. A little bit. I'm not saying that they fleshed it out completely because yeah, we gotta see fucking dinosaurs in this movie. Absolutely. Okay, this is not an indie film. We gotta see dinosaurs. But I think towards the end when she got that Jeff Goldblum moment, I think it turned around with her. And I bought the romance because yeah, I'm a sucker for fucking cheers. I love that Sam and Diane dynamic and it just brought me to that. Nice. Okay? So whatever. I'm going to argue my point tooth and nail. And you're going to argue your point tooth and nail. And there's going to be I, – there, I, I swear there's going to be more people that agree with you, Dave. There's going to be more people that agree with you. On I don't tend to be the popular one. No, 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 no. <laughs> there's going to be more people that agree with you. That there's going to be there's going to be female listeners that like listen to this and are like, I fucking hated her character in this fucking movie. I wanted her to pick up a fucking you know, anything, a rock, and throw it at these fucking dinosaurs. And anything. I, I get that. That's she, what, she, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, ladies. Lit a, she lit a road flare. Hold on, ladies. I mean, hold on, ladies. You're going to see that in Supergirl. You're going to see that in Captain Marvel. But this is Jurassic Park. These are fucking dinosaurs. The problem that I had in this movie is the little boy, Gray, he was more sad and crying about his parents getting a divorce than he was about fucking dinosaurs chasing him. That's my big problem with the movie. He's crying in that little subway tram. Oh, my parents are getting divorced. 
at least the little kids in the first movie are freaking freaking the fuck out when those raptors are in the kitchen with them. Gray? No, I mean, like, uh, he's like, he's whistling zippity doo dah when the Dominus Rex is chasing him. He did seem very detached when he was like, oh no, there's five dinosaurs. And all you can see is teeth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Did seem a little detached. Ladies, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend any of you. If you really loathe this character that Bryce Dallas Howard played, I, I'm sorry. For some reason, I didn't get that from, it's all subjective anyway. I didn't get that from her character. So. That's just me, man. That's cool. I love the Temple of Doom, and that wasn't a strong female character. True. So, I don't know. All right. Anyway, <laughs> Jesus You Christ. know Temple of Doom is kind of a bad movie, though, right? <laughs> it's the worst out of uh, out of uh, the, the first three. Right. Well, okay. I, but I still love it. Well, I still sure, Tupperware it. Sure. I still Tupperware it. Uh, okay. Well, Nostalgia is a good thing. Okay, okay. What's your big fucking problem? No with time Temple for love, Doctor Jones. <laughs> what's your problem? With, okay, what's your problem with Temple of Doom now? Nothing. Chauvinism. Nothing. Misogyny. Monkey brains, man. Good stuff, dude. It was a great movie. Uh, uh, I, I know, uh, I know, Dave. Oh no, Shabai. Oh no, Shabai. Oh no, Shabai. You're not. You're just quoting shit. I know. And I, just I, describing I'm saying, scenes. I'm saying I love it too. No bullshit. You're saying all oh, these scenes suck. Fuck off. I'm saying uh, by comparison of the other two. Okay, the thing is, what happened was, is that movie should have came out first chronologically. Right. Okay, I understand that because and – it, and, and it actually happened before Raiders of the Lost Ark because in Raiders of the Lost Ark, what's he do? Yeah, he saves the whole fucking world, right? Oh, uh, no. I think actually he doomed us to World War II. What's – oh. What, what? We do, okay, explain. If Indiana Jones wasn't in Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh-huh. the Nazis would have found the Ark – Sent it back to Hitler, and they all still would have died. Yeah, the Big Bang Theory theory. I know. I've heard it. Yeah. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have had a movie. True. So it who, makes... Who untied them? Huh? Who untied them? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck this episode. Fuck this episode. Here's a shake to cut yourself loose. Woo! <laughs> Fuck you. Don't, cl- close your eyes. Close okay. your eyes. He's seriously, you're bashing Temple of Doom. I love that movie. <laughs> hey, Owen, like, if they're not calling him to be the new Indiana Jones. Well, there's even that scene when he's in the raptor cage and he yeah. does the tuck and roll. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I was like wow, Indiana this is Jones. like the best yeah. Indiana Jones sizzle reel I've seen since I was a child. Right. Um, let's see here. Uh, so, um, yeah, we're, let's talk about, let's jump into the movie now, the meat of the movie. We're in Jurassic World. It's, it's finally, it's John Hammond's vision come to life. It's a fully functioning park. And, um, and, uh, the two brothers, Zach and Gray, they go to visit their aunt Claire Deering, um, which, uh, Dave hates automatically now. All right. So Nick Robinson, uh, he's leaving. That, that was a weird scene of him leaving his girlfriend and like, just basically like, whatever, fuck off. Yeah. He didn't really care about her. I, I'm going to miss you so much until yeah. I see every other cute girl on the island. They they really limited him in this movie. They just wanted him to be like that teenager that's like bitter and jaded and hates everything. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I've seen it all. Like they wanted him. It was very meta as, as to how like we as an audience are. Like he is the audience like, oh, yeah, you've seen dinosaurs already. Big fucking deal. Now what are you going to do? You know what I mean? And that's how I think like – his character embodied us as viewers. 
these girls would be jumping all over me if it wasn't for my dumb kid brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, so we see them. Uh, they get on their flight. Uh, parents leave them. They get on their flight, and uh, they get off the plane. And uh, from the plane, then you've got to take a boat to get onto the island. So you arrive in Costa Rica. Now you get a boat, and then you're on your way to Isla Nublar. And um, then they have uh, Claire's assistant, Zara, waiting for them. She's like a, a poor man's uh, um, Megan Fox, right? <laughs> Wasn't she? Sort of a British Zoe Deschanel. Uh, I wasn't seeing so I was seeing more Megan Fox in there. Okay, a little bit of Megan Fox without the fucked up uh, thumbs. <laughs> You've seen her thumbs, right? I don't even want to talk about them. I would love to fucking uh, be in a thumb war, like a thumb war with fucking Megan Fox. <laughs> Best three out of three. Boom, boom, boom. You're boom. done. <laughs> She's got these nubby. Look, do, do I've don't, talked about this on the podcast. Don't do a Google search of it. Yes, don't do it. Do it. It will, yes, it's do disturbing. It. Yeah, and then after that, look up Lemon Party and then Blue Waffle. No. <laughs> Shush. Okay, um, let's <laughs> – but anyway, it's Zara. She's there. She's waiting for him. Tub girl. And uh, you can tell Nick Robinson, he's pissed off about this. Like, you know, like he probably doesn't like his Aunt Claire anyway to begin with. You know, she's a businesswoman. She's He doesn't like anybody. Nobody understands him. Exactly. <laughs> he's on the outside of town. <laughs> Nobody gets me. I'm just going to put up my headphones. I'm a teenager. Nobody understands me. Oh, I got your fucking fleek joke from last week. Yay! Flash and Glee. Uh-huh. Is that what it, it was? Not exactly, but but it, it's, you're on your way. Oh, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. So. Hey, your 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 totes close. Now, um. That was horrible. <laughs> now, um. <laughs> When, when, when they get on the island and they're playing the music and when they accompanied the music and it wasn't like you're, I, I thought it was fine. Like the thing that we've seen is the dinosaurs. It would have been stupid in my opinion to play that John Williams score and show the dinosaurs again. I thought it was finely cool that they, I thought it made sense that they played the score, that iconic, you know, Jurassic. I thought it made sense that, that they played it showing the fully realized park. I thought if they're going to do it, show it there. John Hammond's dream coming to life. Yeah, it didn't look like attendance was down. No. <laughs> no, it didn't. It looked like attendance was up. It had been in operation for 10 years. And, you know, John Hammond himself talked about how he wanted to make it affordable for people because they were talking about, like, what are prices going to be What are in the first movie? What are prices going to be? How much you can, you can charge whatever you want to? You know what I mean? And he's like, I want this to be a park for everyone. I want everyone to be able to, to see this park. So you got to think to yourself, like, you know, I probably the most expensive thing for the park is like just flying to Costa Rica, number one. You know, but um I just I liked that they showed the fully realized park with the music. I thought it made sense because showing like Brachiosaurus and Gallimimus and Triceratops in a field and playing the same music again would have been redundant. Dude, the petting zoo was like the most adorable thing I've seen on screen in I years. I loved the petting Holy zoo. Holy crap. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, okay, now I, like, this is, this was one of their moments mm-hmm. where they really made you want this place to be real. Yeah. Yeah. I loved the petting zoo. Um, what about, uh, 
the Mosasaur, the the Mosasaur show. Wow. Oh, dude, the Lake Placidosaurus. That yeah. was great. I loved it. And then, the, then the whole fucking amphitheater goes mm-hmm. down to look underneath. Uh, and see, that was the cool moment because, like, you've got these two boys and they're, they're really – like, their ages are, like, you know, years apart. Probably you're looking at, like, six years apart or so. I, I don't know. I, don't, I can't tell kids' ages anymore. I don't know how the old fucking kids are anymore. No, it was like, like it was like it was like it was like a sixteen and a ten year old. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, so six ages, six years apart, and so but they're finally starting to connect. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're smiling when they got splashed by we the just water. Got soaked. Yeah. yeah, it's like that's what they like. That's how meta this movie was. Like you're watching like dinosaurs, like this amazing huge underwater dinosaur eat a fucking great white shark. And Nick Robinson's character is texting on his fucking phone. And you know what I mean? That's like us as the audience. Here's Nick Robinson. He's us as the audience again. We've seen your dinosaurs, Universal. We saw that in the trailer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But like, you know, he gets splashed by the water. It's all interactive. They're going down now. And like even he's starting to get into it. So now it's like now us as the audience. We're like, oh, now we're kind of getting into it too. I'm liking this movie now. But you know what? It worked. It worked for me. It may, some people might have just I saw through it, but it still worked. I still thought it was cool. I, I I thought it was it was nice foreshadowing where the opening scene was the claws and the eyeball because mm-hmm. it it was like you know little menacing, but then we're gonna make you forget about it. We're gonna mm-hmm. it's oh it's all beautiful and it's safe and it's fun. Don't you wish you were here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. they did that incredibly effectively in these opening scenes. Yeah, um, some of the new attractions that they had there. Uh, yeah, you mentioned the, um, the 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 kids section where they're riding the baby dinosaurs. You know, that was very cool. Um, they also like you could see like there was like a golfing resort there. You know what I mean? You could golf on, on this island, and uh, it's like a resort. Um, you know, we see kids going to these <coughs> different attractions, and and one is like this 3D learning attraction, and we get a small you know five second clip. I thought was cool. Jake would love this. The Mr. DNA. Because that was one of Jake's questions. Are we going to get Mr. DNA? And I was like, why would they do that? And they did it. Five seconds of Mr. DNA. I wanted to throw this out there. I found out that Colin Trevorrow himself actually voiced the Mr. DNA in this film. <laughs> the director voiced Mr. DNA. That's cool. He's got to be a fan if he did that. Uh, Jimmy Fallon had an epic cameo. Oh, yeah. I was going to talk about that. Yeah, the the uh, Jimmy Fallon, Fallon and the gyrosphere. I thought that was very cool too. Yeah. Well, he does that for Universal Studios now. I didn't know that. Universal's the uh, studio that makes this. Well, you know, that's why I thought this was kind of crazy too that Colin Trevorrow took this like, you know, theme parks or these, you know, greedy corporations and shit when he's actually working with a studio that owns a theme park. Sure. I thought that was crazy for him to do this. But yeah, dude, fucking uh, Jimmy Fallon does it for Universal Studios. Studios before some of their rides, okay. so he wanted to make it like you know very meta. To, Makes sense. Yeah. Um, let's see here. That well, it seemed to be a little out of left field, even though I enjoyed it. Now yeah. I understand why. Now Simon Monstrani, we find out like he's like the new, like he's the new John Hammond, right? Yeah, he's he's the, the money. Yeah, uh, he's the park's owner, and he arrives and he takes Claire to see their new genetically modified dinosaur. Uh, the Indominus Rex. Um, it's a hybrid of Carnotaurus, Cuttlefish, T-Rex, and the rest is classified. Uh, cuttlefish, I thought that was interesting. Wasn't that, uh, you know, Claw from Age of Ultron? He would be terrified by this fucking thing, right? Yeah, he, he, and I loved, he greatly conveyed the most epic buyer's remorse that I've seen on screen in a while. He was looking at this like, Man, I know I sent these emails, but man, I don't know about this. I, I really liked, I liked him in that scene. Yeah. 
Um, and the guard reading the magazine, <laughs> just mm-hmm. like death machine behind the glass. Oh yeah, he cracked it a few days ago. Right. Oh, let's see here. Right. Who's the top ten hottest? <laughs> well, you know, like that that sparked him to, like you said earlier, he wanted to get uh, Owen in there, Chris Pratt's character, to like look at this and make sure like it's gonna hold up. So just seeing that glass cracking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, and, and they kind of tied it in too. He, he said, uh, he mentioned in, in, in the chopper one time, like, we spared no expense, just like John Hammond. And then, and then in here, he brought it back around where she talked about how they had the, the top people build this, uh, terrarium for the, for the Indominus Rex and how it, you know, it, it should hold up. And he's like, well, that's what John Hammond thought too. So, you know, it, the movie's self aware of the other films and it has to be. This is the this is the first time we're looking at a park again. You're going to have to reference the original park, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if people have a problem with like, oh, there's too many too many uh, like retro throwbacks to the original movie. Well, it makes sense. It's kind of organic to this film. Like, yeah, it, it, you could you could argue on one hand that it was a little derivative at things, but to consider the alternative, consider that they don't acknowledge it at all. Right. And then it doesn't make sense. Right. Like right. The, or just acknowledge it once and throw it out as like a throwaway line. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they really did a good balancing of, you know, focusing yeah. on that we should have learned from our mistakes, but we're not learning from our mistakes. Right. Agreed. I agree. And and the thing is, it's like you got to understand, like, like I saw this movie, you know, 22 years ago. And uh, most normal people my age now have kids. And so it's like – my kids can connect with the new stuff and I'm connecting with the old stuff. So it's like, you know, two different generations connecting on the same level for the same movie. And that's kind of cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're getting closer. We're getting closer. What? My least favorite thing about the movie. Coming up, folks. Wow, you're like, excited, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Settle down, I'm, fucking... I'm about to tear into somebody. Human erection over here. <laughs> um, so, uh... Hey, yeah. I, I, I'll take that over creepy. We see... Uh, you're that, too. <laughs> we get a clear... We don't get a clear look at the Indominus Rex, you know, in this opening scene. He's kind of just, like, lurking in the trees. And uh, the conversation that they had, you know, uh, Claire and uh, Masrani here, was interesting and very telling of how, like, Trevorrow views parks... As always, like needing to get, we mentioned this earlier, is needing to get bigger and have better attractions. Where Claire says something like, "You know, do you think that this is going to scare the kids?" And then Masrani looks at her and he's like, "The kids? This is enough to give their parents nightmares." Yeah. And I was just like, I, I thought that was a cool line. Yeah, you could tell he was like about to poop himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here. Simon Masrani, uh, he was a big deal. If you ever went to that uh, Jurassic World webpage, they had a, uh, they really took this page seriously. It was, uh, what was it called? Oh, MasraniGlobal.com. It played off like it was a real park, like this is a real corporation. And uh, I remember you could apply for a career there, and the options were like, you know, intern genetic biologist or veterinarian and, and paddock supervisor. Do you want to do, do get eaten in the movie? You can be a paddock supervisor. It feels like every, like, paddock supervisor is, like, either falling into a cage or, like, getting eaten or something. So Yeah, the line about, uh, you know, the kids. I just spit all over my fucking mic there. Uh, it I got, happens? I got excited, and I just, like, Spit all over the place. Well, the line where he said to the kid about, you know, you wonder ever ever wonder where the job opening came from? That was very effective. Right. And like, yeah. you know, hey, 
Watch your shit, kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that line. Yeah. I, you know what? Let's talk about Chris Pratt in this movie. I mean, I, did you want to see Star-Lord in this fucking movie? Or were you happy, like, or did you want to see Indiana Jones? Or I was kind of happy that we got kind of, like, in between. Yeah, you know it was I mean? definitely, like, the the midway point between Indiana Jones and Star-Lord. Yeah. I didn't want to see fucking Star-Lord make an appearance in a Jurassic World movie. Well, I think I think somebody just greenlit a Star-Lord movie after watching this, though. He really held your attention when he was on screen, mm-hmm. unquestionably. Oh, yeah. I... I I, I think I said a few episodes ago that we're going to get a Star-Lord movie. That's going to happen. I agree with you. Uh, let's see here. Um, so, yeah, that, that viral webpage, if you haven't checked, checked it out, you can. I mean, Claire, what was it, Claire Darling, she also was featured on the website. It was, it was a cool viral website. I mean, they did it really good. I mean, I liked how uh, Days of Future Past had theirs with the Traskindustries.com. That was cool. I like these viral sites. It kind of gets you pumped up for the movie. Well, we're finally, you know... I think that they, if they didn't have Owen and stuff on that website, they they were good to save that for the payoff because mm-hmm. they, this movie was at its strongest when following Owen because he was just so charismatic mm-hmm. and like so quote unquote badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, he 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 was unquestionably the the uh, the king of the ring the whole time that he was on screen. They, the scene where we are first introduced to his pack of raptors, where he is literally commanding raptors. Like, he's got this little clicker thing that simulates the noise they make to each other and how they communicate. Yeah, yeah. And he is giving mm-hmm. verbal commands. Like, every 10-year-old boy. Like, when we, when we watched the original Jurassic Park, you know, tell me you didn't have the dream of having your own pet raptor. This dude's got four of them. <laughs> I didn't want a pet raptor. Are you crazy? Uh, a little crazy. Oh my god! I didn't want a pet raptor. <laughs> I wanted like a pet triceratops no. or something like that. Oh raptor. yeah, I want something that can eat me. No, it's people like you, people that own snakes. That I, I, I don't understand. Like snakes don't love you back. Uh, yeah, and they don't want to be held captive. They want to be out in the wild. People should not be owning snakes. I'm sorry if any of our listeners own snakes, but whatever. Uh, is fucking what are you? And you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have a carnivorous pet. You're gonna feed it like live animals. Raptors are the most metal pet of all time. Oh God, fuck off, Dave. <laughs> Laser raptor. I, seriously, I'm gonna sick Peta after you. <laughs> he wants to own a fucking raptor. They should be out in the wild. You're I nuts. live in a rough neighborhood, man. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my gosh. And oh now now oh, you're just taking care of it so it can take care of you and kill other people. <laughs> You want to oh so watch my shit and if, and if somebody tries to steal my shit I want you to fucking eat them we'll buy Jake one <laughs> yeah if, well that'll be our stretch goal on our Kickstarter exactly buy Jake a Raptor buy Jake a Raptor dot com um yeah so we yeah we got our look at uh, Owen it's our first look at Chris Pratt in this movie he's training these Raptors and like he's using clickers I mean this is like they actually use this to train animals this, this clicker that um and. Uh, when they when they showed the raptors like when they showed them like in those metal like uh mouth holsters what would you call muzzles mouth metal muzzles yeah it was it was definitely a muzzle yeah. um i'm not used to seeing them i'm used to seeing them made out of leather not fucking like you know iron and steel so well they got to keep their teeth clean you know but uh <laughs> it reminded me of like uh that scene in uh aliens Resurrection. Oh yeah! Like, was the aliens were born and shit? Right. Like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> if people watch Alien Resurrection, they'll know what I'm talking about, right? They should. Don't watch Alien Resurrection. 
Alien Resurrection was like the worst out of all of them. I'd well, say. Easily. Yeah. Okay. Easily. So, uh, until we got into Alien versus Predator territory. I think Resurrection was worse. Really? Yeah. Yeah, oh, you're nuts. Oh no, it was really bad, man. Uh well, yeah, the the hybrid was yeah, weird. The humalian. Yeah, that was gross. That was just gross, and oh, it gets yeah. sucked out of that oh, thing. Yeah. Oh, then <laughs> oh, when it gets sucked out, and she's like all like, oh, gross. She's all crying about this thing, and oh, nasty. Anyway, all right, back back to Jurassic World. Um, it looks like he's in somewhat control of these raptors, though, from training them. Um, they show like sort the, of. They show. Uh, What's the pig from Charlotte's Web? They show him running around, or Babe, or whatever. They show him running around. Wilbur? <laughs> Wilbur. You're like, run, Wilbur, run. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's, uh, what's, uh, what's the fucking Arnold from, uh, Green Acres? Maybe it's Arnold. <laughs> Maybe that's an Arnold cameo. But yeah, you know, it's cool. Like, uh, you see, I don't think, like, it, that, I think that scene right there kind of shows that he doesn't have, like, 100% control over him, because, like, he had to use the pig to get him to even come to him. Sure. You know? So, I don't think he could have clicked and they would have came running. Right. And he definitely, like, had yeah. to, like, dive the fuck out of that cage when Once they were the guy, about to eat yeah, that guy. Exactly. All right. So um, <laughs> I, when he rolled out of that cage, though, I did get an Indiana Jones boner there, dude. I got to admit, man. And how he even talked to the kid. Like, and kid, don't forget, never put you back to the cage. Like, mm-hmm. that was a total indie line. Mm-hmm. Um, what did he say? He had a line when he was in there. And he had to go in there and help that guy. He's like, these, they'll never trust me again. Did he say something like that? Yeah, he was, yeah. he was basically, he, he, he was, they were going to shoot him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, seriously, like if you, if you shoot them with 10,000 volts, they'll never trust me again. Right, right, right. Even, even anything non-lethal. Yeah, they would have right. been fucked. Yeah, yeah, they would have set him back so much. Mm-hmm. Very good line to throw in there. Um, yeah, uh, let's see here. Let's talk about, um, my least favorite ahead, thing in the it. movie. Talk about it, just run it. Vincent D'Onofrio okay. getting the Richard Dreyfus slash Paul Giamatti chewing up the scenery award for just being completely one dimensional in his bad guyness. Never ever once. Like we have seen layered bad guy performances, but we didn't get the Kingpin guys. We got. Law and order, criminal intent, Vincent D'Onofrio, up in your face, interrogating the suspect, twirling his mustache, did everything but tie Bryce Dallas Howard's Claire to a railroad track. He was just the most one-dimensional bad guy. I was very disappointed in that. Like, he start, he's starting to look like Brian Denny. How much time do you think we have in this movie? How much time do you think we have in this movie? Seriously, we gotta we got to balance the time between these characters and... Uh, the dinosaurs, Dave. I mean, we're not. This is not a Netflix series. How much time do you think we have to like flesh this Vincent D'Onofrio character out? I expect more from him. First off, they the intention that Chris Pratt thought he was there just to observe had no idea that he was actually wanting to use these raptors to you know kind of like be their soldiers. So I think they had to just kind of like throw that in there real quick. Um, you know, for the past however long that you know Pratt's been working with these dinosaurs, he, Pratt just thought they were he was there, there to observe and you know get data and to see if they could do it. And it was actually he was like an evil character. Yeah, that's his whole character was just evil. So I don't know how much more he wanted them to flesh him out over a two hour and three minute movie. 
Do you need like an extra 30 minutes of D'Onofrio in this film? Would that have worked for you? I just would have liked the character to not be so – like he's supposed to be this guy who's been blending in that nobody notices his malicious intent and and nefarious plotting. I I, I noticed it like right off the bat after he started talking to Owen. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Like I – They had to move the story along. But again, like we we get these like Claire, okay? Sure. Like this is a guy who is a representative of a com- like a competing branch of her company. Mm-hmm. Like this is a executive level dude from a competing branch of her megacorp okay. who's just walking around the island, fucking around with paddocks, you know, Putting like saying, oh well, you know, for the past three years, I've been trying to lobby that we need to do this. She's never going to notice that he's going down and talking to the head lab guy at any point. Like they have this. Later on, we find out they have this giant, you mm-hmm. know, secret relationship going on. It never occurred to anybody to like look up his log in and log outs where he's going around the complex. I don't know. I just okay. It was it was just weak character okay. and from a really great actor. Yeah, I was. I honestly, I just uh, <coughs> I wanted to see more of the character in future films. That's that's where I I just thought it was uh, yeah. Spoilers for he the end of the movie. Couldn't have died soon enough. Oh, I disagree. I, I think I I think it was like that was like the, one of those like oh okay yeah they're gonna kill him off moments. Like I I saw it coming like a mile away. Like he was like the. Uh, the the guy in every King Kong movie that gets stepped on, yep. and it was like, why? You know, if he's going to be the big bad, have him come back in a future film. So I don't know. I thought it would have been cool to see him come back and be able to, but maybe flesh out that character a little bit more, like you're saying that they didn't in this movie. So it's, not at all. So it seems I don't know, man. It just seems like I don't know what you were expecting. Like you wanted more out of her character, more out of that. I don't know. You weren't maybe you weren't buying the romance there. I don't. This is not a rom com, and like this is not Daredevil Netflix where we got thirteen episodes to flesh out this villainous character. We gotta have some dinosaurs in this fucking movie too. Gotcha. It just never seemed believable to me hmm. that this guy's been like apparently hanging around the island for three years, and nobody questions why he's actually there. They think he's just some. Representative from a competing de- branch saying, "Oh, you know, they were just let's... collecting data on like you know. I guess they were just collecting. weren't they just collecting scientific data to see if he could actually you know kind of like domesticate and tame these rats? Right, but Claire's this badass businesswoman in the boardroom who should be able to identify when she's got. She's a... not a detective. She's not fucking Batman, Dave. But she's she's got a major competitor hanging around her island just looking for shit. All right, agree to disagree. Anyway, moving along. You hate Vincent D'Onofrio in this movie. I just – I low taste him, taste him. I taste him. I didn't mind him. All right. Um, let's see here. Where are we in the movie now? Actually, you know what? We're going to take a quick break.
right. Hey, we are back. Now, um, it, 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 now in Jurassic World, we're at the part in the movie where Claire visits uh, Star-Lord at his bungalow. And, uh, you know, you can tell, like, this guy is not living like, you know, she does. You know what I mean? It looks like he's living, like, on a fucking... I don't know. He's, he's roughing it, you know? Yeah, and, like, he seems, like, pleasantly surprised to see her, and she seems like she's doing everything she can to be professional, mm-hmm. doesn't really want to be here. Oh, she does, too. There's an... There, there's... I'm, I'm going back to that Cheers Sam and Diane attraction, dude. It's always there. There's that weird sexual tension between them, too. They should have had uh, some uh, John Cougar Mellencamp playing in the background. Here's a story about Sam and Diane. <laughs> you make me hate music, Dave. Like, I, you literally seriously make me hate music. If I, if I didn't sing once per episode, I would feel I had let the audience down. Uh, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get emails with people clamoring for you to sing. Oh, I know. You just don't read those on the show. Mm-hmm. Hey, would you have him sing this next episode? Right. No, never gotten that email before. And blocked. Exactly. Yeah, like you are not part of the army. (laughs) You're the kind of person that like rips somebody's eyeballs out and fucks their skull. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, if I got an email like that, yeah, that's a skull fucker, Dave. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's a fucking skull fucker. I mean, seriously. All right, anyway, so yeah, yeah, I, I... I don't know. I, I think like uh, I think she's she's definitely attracted. They, they, she reveals that they went out on a date. You know what did she say? He's oh, and she said something like he stunk at the end of that meeting. <laughs> you need to change your <laughs> change shirt. Change your shirt. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you no, know, she's she she basically she's asking him like, hey, you know, Masrani wants you to look at like the uh, terrarium for the for the Indominus Rex and see how strong it is and shit. And he 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 doesn't want to, and he agrees, and like. Like, isn't this where she reveals, like, it was genetically modified? Does right. she reveal at this point that, like, this is a genetically modified dinosaur? Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and what else is in it? Well, we don't really know. Right. Yeah. 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 It's rap. It's, no, it's uh, uh, T-Rex. And we don't know what else. Yeah. Well, it's got a couple other things. Mm-hmm. But uh, you don't need to know that. When you realize that she kind of doesn't even really care or know, care to know. Right. All right. Um. So let's see here. They arrive at the enclosure and it looks like the Indominus Rex has – we see claw marks on the wall and it looks like he's actually found a way to claw out of the, the enclosure. Yeah, the, the, this is – this was I felt his most Star-Lord-y scene, how his dialogue was very sort of like passive-aggressive, sarcastic. Oh, the, 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 where she's like, uh, tracking him and? No, uh, where, where, uh, the, the Owens character was asking very sort of like sarcastic, passive aggressive questions. Uh-huh. Are those marks supposed to be there? You know, like he, he was, he was definitely trying to get her back for the, uh, you know, when he's like, he was talking about, he was, I just felt it was very Star Lordy in, okay. in his, his dialogue. All right. Okay. Guardians of the Dinosaurs. <laughs> all right. Um, very Star Lordy. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that feeling hmm, at okay. all. I just. Uh, I. Th- I thought he. I, I guess from watching Age of Ultron and all the snarky bullshit in that fucking movie, I think this is a lot way toned down from that. True. So I didn't have a problem with it. Um, let's see here. Um, now, 
what happens is they think they think that the Indominus Rex has possibly scaled the wall. She's leaving to go. She's driving on her way to like the main control room where Jake Johnson. They scan is. it with thermal sensors yeah. and realize that there's nothing right. in there showing up on the thermal readings. Yeah, so she's on her way to the, the control center to to actually get a reading on this fucking thing. She's calling Jake Johnson too on her way, and then. Uh, they enter. It's Owen and a couple staff members. They 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 walk in there uh, to the enclosure. Jet Porkins. Jet Porkins, exactly. Uh, now, upon further inspection, they they find out that the Indominus Rex never left. He's there. He's in there, and that Jake Johnson's the one who actually. Yeah, he's the one who figures. Yeah, it there's out. like random hard hat guy, mm-hmm. random you know red shirt hard yeah, hat guy, right. Jet Porkins and your hero, Owen. Yeah. My hero? What do you mean, my hero? No, our, our hero. Fuck you. <laughs> well, you don't like him in this? Our hero. Whatever. He was the best part of the doing, movie. No. He was the best part of the movie. Get real. Get real. Just fucking get real, Dave. Did you like him or did you not like I him? I thought he was great. I can't, I can't believe you. I can't you're, trust you're, you. You know, your, your hero. Your, the, they, they, they can't see you, Dave. <laughs> Our audience, this is not a visual medium, you fucking dumbass. Now, just get real. I enjoyed him in this movie. Sir jokes a lot. Jesus <laughs> Christ. It's fucking comedy hour. Dave over here. <laughs> the funniest thing about me is not my Twitter handle. <laughs> I'm not changing it. Okay. Yeah. Chauvin- yeah. Your favorite character is the chauvinist. Whatever. And, and Sensei, uh, that's, that's some good spelling. I like that. I'm excited to watch that. I'm not. When have I defended the title for Sensate? I think it's you, no. Be you're great. coming at me like I've been like like yeah, Sensate. They, that eight needs to be in there. I'm saying it, like I'm, I'm the saying fucking Wachowski. Perfect. You're coming at me like I'm the fucking Wachowski. It's going to be a good show. I can tell. Yeah, they use eight in the title. Yeah, and this is going to be a good show too. Yeah, people are loving this episode. <laughs> you fucking cryptic, jokey son of a bitch. <laughs> Nobody knows if I like him or not. Anyway, he hates him. He thinks he's a misogynist character. He's got a dick and he wants to fuck women. He's a misogynist. I, I said nothing of the sort. It's all implied. Cryptic son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Dave. You know this. All right. Um. So, fuck it. Let's end the... <laughs> Where to go now. So they run out with uh, the, the Indominus Rex quickly behind them, now escaped. Yeah. yeah. And then Jet Porkins gets eaten. Mm-hmm. Epically. Mm-hmm. Crunch time. Do you think in the porno version of this movie, it's going to be called the Indominus Sex and it's going to be some like fucking T Rex fucking people? It's got to be, right? I, I, I don't. I have no frame of reference. There's going to be. There, okay, it's going to be called Jurassic Pork. And it's going to be the Indominus Sex, and he's going to run around just fucking other animals, right? It's got to be. Is this a fan film we're talking no, about? No, this is the porno version. Like, we had, okay, we already had the porno version of Guardians of the Galaxy. It was called Nardians of the Galaxy. Hmm. And, uh, yeah. Sounds like a Tupperware to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't remember the names of the characters in that one, though. But like, It's probably for the best. Yeah. But maybe, I don't know. But, yeah, but the, <laughs> it's a real thing. I'm just okay. Whatever. Back to the movie. 
So and uh, Owen covers himself in like gasoline, yeah. so that the Indominus Rex will pass by him. I thought that was pretty quick. That thinking. was brilliant. He was like MacGyver and shit, yeah. dude. Yeah, that was that was a definitely like this guy isn't just a beefcake. He's really really smart. He's very smart. Like this is like fucking Daryl Dixon shit, dude. Yep. You know what I mean? I'm thinking like that's what Daryl Dixon would do in this movie. Yeah, it was that was a great scene. Yeah, I liked it. Um, and. Uh, Let's see here. They tried to capture the Indominus Rex. And it, it, yeah, it was Porkins that fucked it all up, right? Yeah, yeah. He was the one who opened the gates. He opened the gates. And then as the gates are closing, yeah, okay, we're past that Smash part. Smash through. Yeah, 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 we're past that part. And then they decide they're going to send the team uh, from from aliens mm. into the, the nest yeah. to go find the Indominus, Indominus Rex because it's got a tracking beacon. We got this on lock. Oh, yeah. It's got a tracking beacon. And we're going to send you a net mm-hmm. and little stun wands. Because the Indominus Rex, they ha- it hasn't tricked him before. You know no, what I mean? No. 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 Those claw marks. She's just she's just an animal. Yeah, exactly. No. I mean, wow. See, that's why I think I, 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 I want to get into spoiler territory, more spoiler territory. Okay. But I'm not going to. I'm oh. going to hold back. Okay. I'm going to hold back. Um, let's see here. So – now, uh, yeah, they, they, they fail miserably. And it's uh, basically they're sent out there with that team is sent out there with uh, non-lethal weapons. You know what I mean? And they've got they, like, like tasers yeah. and, and uh, guns that shoot nets. Net guns. Net guns. And oh my gosh, you're just like, you know, like you're watching like their, their life bar on the street. <laughs> like it's a video game. Yeah. And you're just watching each member of the team just go flatline, dude. Just like in an Aliens movie. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So I thought it was cool action, though. I really did. Definitely. Yeah, it was a great scene. It, it, you you could say derivative. I say homage. I I think it was wonderful. You, what's so terrifying? I, and did you think the Indominus Rex? I mean, we're getting our first look at the fucking thing now. You know, we're like I don't know five minutes in, five ten minutes into this thing. Do you think it's terrifying? Are, are you are you buying that this thing is like whoa, holy shit? Like this is like maybe an upgrade of the T Rex. Like this oh, thing's absolutely. pretty fucking scary. And and like you're you're learning that what he said about in the scene where he said, "Wait, you've raised this thing in captivity its whole life. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to have problems." Yeah. Like you're learning that yeah, this is the nightmare scenario. And this is the point where they they should be evacuating the island and they're not. Well, the thing it ate its own sibling. Mm-hmm. It ate its own sibling, Dave. It's like I have a sister. That's like me being so mean that like years ago I ate my fucking sister. Well, she ate the brother. So that is a powerful female character. I take back everything. There I you said. go. I take it all back. There you go. There was a powerful female character. There we go. The Indominus Rex. Rexa. Uh, there's a powerful female character in this fucking podcast this week. It's you, you big pussy. Oh, thank ah, you. That out, That's yeah. like the best compliment you can give me. I'm <laughs> uh, just kidding. Could I be Captain Marvel? <sighs> no, the Shazam one, not the not the girl. Okay. Back to <laughs> back to Jurassic World. I'm not I'm no, I'm not I'm not playing this little game with you. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, um, we see, uh, at this point, Gray and Zach are in the gyrosphere. I like that gyrosphere thing. You know what I mean? I love BB-8. The, Why would I not want to take a ride the on The gerbil one? ball of death. Yeah, I love it. I loved it. And then this is where we get our Jimmy Fallon cameo. Um, and then the, the – And our stereotypical teenager moment mm-hmm. of – 
Yeah, let's go break the rules. Well, okay, they're, they're told by finally Bryce Dallas Howard is like everybody needs to be in one central location. That, that seemed like a great idea at the time. Didn't it? <laughs> it did. It did. Well, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> we'll find out later. My nephews were the last gyrosphere to go out. Well, Whoopsie. Okay. Yeah, they were, that worked out really conveniently. Napoleon Dynamite was trying to keep the crowd happy. No, man, I just work here, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> Enjoy Come your on, ride. guys. Enjoy your ride. <laughs> Enjoy your ride. <laughs> I did laugh at that. Sure. I did. I was like, it's so true. <laughs> like any carny you've ever met. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they're in the gyrosphere and they get like a message like, you know, you got to come back. Like I was a little bit surprised in this. Like the ride didn't automatically like take them back. Like they still had control of it. I thought like maybe it would have been like locked down and taken them back. They had those VIP wristbands, man. It just changes all the rules. Yeah, they get to do whatever the fuck <laughs> they want. So, yeah, they uh, – instead of going back, they're just like – they're still hanging out with like – oh, come on. Seriously? You're going to blow your fucking nose when we're recording. I can spit all over your screen if you'd rather. Well, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hold on here. <laughs> you could get up, walk out unbeknownst to anyone, blow your nose in another room. Allergies, man. They suck. So, so does listening to a podcast and having to hear somebody blow fucking phlegm through their face. My apologies, everyone. It, you should apologize. I, I, no, you know what? I don't apologize. I work hard for these people. Not really. You work, <laughs> I work hard enough so you, you have to listen to me blow snot through my nose. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, I deserve that every once in a while. I earned that. I earned that snot bomb. Yeah. Take that, leftover army. Like it or not. I may drop ass here in a moment. I earn that too. I'm a self-entitled nose blower. Yeah. Take that. <laughs> Fuck you, army. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not as polished as I would hope to be. I apologize, everyone. Product placement for some Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Dave. Love you, man. All He's right. told me he loves me six times in this yeah. episode. It's, it's those episodes where I'm like, like being a dick, like to the level, like you know what I mean. I'm being a huge asshole. It's like I want the audience to be like, oh, he, he okay, he likes this guy because <laughs> they don't know, they don't know. People that listen to this fucking podcast, they're like, oh my gosh, he's so mean. He's so mean to that guy. Oh my gosh, I just listened to somebody be mean to somebody for three hours. It's like I have to let them know that yes, me and Dave are friends. <laughs> like it's not. It, we don't have to just. Justify our our fucked up friendship to anyone. Right, it's, like, it's all good. Like when I hit stop on the fucking recording, I'm not picking up a two by four and like driving it into your fucking He's face. Thinking about it, but he doesn't <laughs> actually do it. I don't do it. I don't do it. <laughs> And he walks by my bat sitting behind the door and he's mm -hmm. like, mm, no, not today. No, actually when we're recording, I just live in fear like, oh, is he going to fucking blow his nose again on the podcast? <laughs> Here, let me use your sleeve. One moment. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, just, you know what, from now on, no, fuck it, whatever, do what you're going to do. You did it. I mean, it's out there. Now if, if it happens again, it happens again. 
Whatever. It was a good blow. I'm, yeah. I'm clear for the rest of the episode. <laughs> At least it wasn't a fucking farmer's blow. No, God, no. Can you imagine doing that in your fucking living room? I would have been like, holy shit. You, you, I'm just leaving. At that point, I'm hitting stop. I'm out of here. If you did a fucking farmer's blow in your living room, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm like, this is, yeah. So where are we at? Where are we at? Where are, we, are we back to our the badass bo- raptor action? Hold on. Were the boys uh, there in... Uh, yeah, let's see here. They they stumble across those dinosaurs. Uh-huh. The, there's five dinosaurs that they stumble across, and no, there's uh, only four dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, then there's the fifth. There's the fifth. I you know I was really like this scene. What what kind of dinosaur was that? By the way, I don't know the name of that one. Uh, hmm, a rack? No, arthro. <laughs> it's uh, it's a uh, it's the precursor to the to the turtle evolutionarily. It's okay. it's it, it fought it fought very effectively yeah. for its huge disadvantage. Yeah, uh, it it flipped around, hit it with its its tail that was sort of like a ball and chain. It was like, yeah, fended like, off fended off the Indominus Rex with its shell, mm-hmm. but it was just overwhelmed too mu- too much power, too much killing. Yeah, it had like a morning star tail. I yeah. loved it and. Uh, I, I really got into this scene. I, I thought the, the dinosaur he was attacking, um, I, I, I was like, I felt for that dinosaur. Cause I got to see the fight. Like he's clearly outmatched, but he did get like a cool blow in. And this and, definitely gave the sense of dread. Like mm-hmm. you got watching the, the, the water cup ripple and yeah. then where mm-hmm. you're like five dinosaurs and then you see the giant gaping maw of teeth mm-hmm. behind them. Like it definitely, instilled that sense of like if you hadn't up until this point decided you regretted that you wanted this place to be a real place mm-hmm. as you're about to see these kids get chomped in their hamster ball of death what, uh, back to this like this the, the, I, well, I want to talk about this dinosaur scene like what really worked for me like it worked on me for me emotionally mm-hmm. because like I'm pulling for this like underdog I love the underdog in any fucking movie that's why I love the bad news bears that's why I love Rocky I love the underdog you know so like watching this like here's like the underdog dinosaur and but he's got this tail and he's got like this almost like a turtle shell you know what i mean and he's he he gets a couple punches in there and i'm like yeah but man when they fl- and i'm like fist pumping i'm like yeah so like i'm like come on come on you could do this and get away but i know it's fodder i know he's fodder dave yeah. but like in my heart of hearts i'm hoping like this fucker gets out of there right but when he flips him over on his belly, like, I want to rub his little belly and watch this thing giggle and shit. But you know what? Then he bites his fucking head and I'm like, no. <laughs> so I go through like a whole, you know, like gamut of emotions. Like one minute I'm fist pumping. Yeah, hit that motherfucker. And next minute I'm like, oh, no, you're getting your head bit off. So it's like and now I'm sad. You know what I mean? Happy Emojicon, sad Emojicon. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like an instant flip. So like that's what I – it worked for me though. It worked for me and like I hadn't felt for like any dinosaurs in these movies since I think the original when the Triceratops was sick. Yeah, it was it was, it was well done scene. Mm-hmm. Really, really starting to get the idea about how, how screwed some of these characters really are. Yep. Oh man, you know what? In the original Jurassic Park, do you remember when the Brachiosaurus blew its nose? Yeah. Yeah. And you remember what you did just a few moments ago? <laughs> I'm that poor, hurt mm-hmm. Brachiosaurus laying there dying. Yeah. yeah. People Now people are thinking like with me, like in front of you with a bunch of snot on me. <laughs> That's exactly what it looks like. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, yeah. Um, 
then they're getting chased by the Indominus Rex after like he he's in the ball. Yeah, they're in the gyrosphere, and they can't get out. Right? Yeah, there's yeah. there's he's smacking that thing around yeah. trying to get it to juicy nougat center in the middle. Yeah, and like they're talking about how these gyrospheres like it takes like so much pressure to like get into it. But man, I'm telling you, dude, the fucking like when he when he chomped down the Indominus Rex chomped down on that thing like the teeth snapped that thing like it was nothing. Yeah, so it is a killing machine. Mm-hmm. It did it. The scene remind you of like the original movie when the kids were trapped in the jeep, right? Yeah, it totally reminded me of that. Um, it wasn't as scary though for me, and I think maybe some of that was because it happened during the daytime. You were too bummed out scene. about your little uh, your little turtle Morningstar dinosaur dying. That's true. That's true. Yeah, they did get me with the turtle. Ah, Morningstar turtle. I'm gonna miss you. Is it, do you have like a prehensile tail that you've never shown me and you like identified with the character? That's exactly little, where this little is morning, going. Little Morningstar tail back there? You're absolutely right, Dave. <laughs> You're absolutely right. That's exactly where this conversation was he, going. He's, he's, hit, he's hit me before a couple of times, but I, never, I, I was never sure which arm he hit me with. Now I know. No, Dave. That's my dick. And Oh! <laughs> that's, that yeah. makes it all different now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, those were weird interactions between you and me. <laughs> no, uh, is that why you're into her thumbs like that? Dave, Dave still has those bruises on his forehead. <laughs> What's that little mushroom-shaped bruise you have there? Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Very demeaning. <laughs> I don't. Who's more demeaning? You know, that, me slapping you in the face with my dick, or Chris Pratt's character in this movie to women? I mean, really, really. Not Chris Pratt's character. Okay, he's me. the best. Okay. Fuck you. Not back to that shit. Ah. All right. Um, hey, dude. When, 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 you're, when you're most badass characters, like, you know what four characters I remember their names the best? Mm. Charlie. Mm-hmm. Echo. I know. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, the, the best Delta part of the Blue. movie's coming. Like, it's all the badass raptor action. Like, that is why you need to see this in 3D IMAX. We're going to get to oh, it. I'm, Slow I'm, your I'm, fucking I'm roll. Excited. I'm so excited. Settle the fuck down. No, I won't. Laser Raptors, dude. Jumping ahead. They got like laser holsters on their head. Hashtag Kung Fury. Fuck yes. <laughs> laser Raptors. Yeah, you thought laser sharks were cool in fucking Austin Powers? Fuck no, laser raptors all the way. Way cooler. Hashtag Kung Fury all the fuck. <laughs> dude, uh, I, you know what? A scene that's coming up, like when the kids are running away from the Indominus Rex and, you know, you feel like they got nowhere to go. And yeah, they're going to They're like, them. these kids are dead. They're dead. They're dead. They're gone. And then we come across like this cliff and then over the cliff there's a waterfall and there's a pool of water. Dude, um, I don't know why it took them so long to jump. Well, but it was the, when they, when they finally were alive and like on the, on the beach, uh, the, the, the muddy mm-hmm. bank. Sure. That was the most real interaction I had seen from those two characters the whole movie where they were just like giddy and happy they weren't dead. Really, you didn't see it. I, I, I was buying that these guys were brothers. Like they were just, you know. I don't. I, I, I thought it was the most real moment between the two up until that point in the movie. Like they, we are you started, talking about acting wise? Or are yes. you talking about? Yeah, I believed it for the first time. Okay, okay. Um, no, I, 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 I like these kids pretty much throughout the entire movie. See, I, I didn't, and I, I that was the first time I was like, because the whole time you're like fucking jump. Jump, goddammit. You know, and then mm-hmm. they, then, then they finally 
you know, it, it's easy to say jump. It's hard to be the one doing the jumping. I did, I did vocally say something when they jumped. Like, I was like, oh my god! Because I thought it was a cool scene. Oh, it was like, tense as fuck. IMAX 3D, when you saw those jaws clamp down as they just barely missed those kids as they jumped, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I loved it. Um, okay, yeah, the kids then stumble across the old Jurassic Park Visitor's Center. What did you think? Did you think this needed to be in the movie? I thought it was great. I loved it too. Yeah, yeah. I did too. Dude, and, just uh, the right amount of yeah. like acknowledgement of the original one. Yeah, and uh, but uh, you know, what do you think about them fixing? The, did they have to fix up the jeep though? Did they have to fix up the jeep? That was like, dumb. That was dumb. Hey, remember Dad's old Monte Carlo? Yeah, or yeah whatever? it was really yeah. lazy writing. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't have like a, a montage with like some 80s. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like an A Team fucking montage. And like and like Owen and Claire show up, you know, like five minutes after they left, mm-hmm. and then the Indominus Rex is like right on them. Maybe Tony Stark could have showed up and been like, "Oh, I worked with this kid in the garage <laughs> in Iron Man Three, and I can fix up this fucking Jeep with there him." There we now. go. You know, like Tony Stark just shows up. I, we don't have to worry about dinosaurs. I've got a bunch of extra suits. Everybody can just wear armor. Welcome to Stark's Garage this week. <laughs> <laughs> this week we got a 1992 Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm to pimp that armor. <laughs> pimp that ride. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, it was cool seeing the Visitor Center again. It's not the last time we see the movie. see it in the movie, too. So we do see it again later. Um, yeah, it's a throwback. You see, like... Uh, you see the old uh, the banner, the banner. That fell. yeah, and he wraps it around a fucking like a, was that a tooth? Yeah, like that, that he used as a Made torch? a little torch, a tooth torch. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> so uh, I didn't mind this scene. I liked it. I thought it was very cool. Yeah, a- excellent scene. Yeah. Uh, now it's like okay, so they're wanting to take down this fucking Indominus Rex. This thing is on the fucking loose, and it is on its way to like the main park. Why? Because it fucking senses, like, thermal heat and shit. So So it's time to pull out the big guns. Exactly. Literally. So they got a chopper. Where's the pilot? We don't need the pilot. Exactly. We got fucking Masrani. I've got this. That is so racially insensitive. No, I was was reenacting the scene. Yeah, but you're not – it's like you're using, like, a really – Bad Apu voice. No, right now. I didn't mean for it to be. I was. I liked the character, and I was emulating him. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, not, everybody. Mm-hmm. No, I, I mm-hmm. liked the character. I'm not, I'm not I was it. totally bummed by how that went down. Mm, I'm not buying it. Not buying. It. Anyway, I, I, I wanted. I wanted him to like go out in a blaze of glory. Not. Not just like. Well, they used them to basically. Uh, okay, what happened was, yeah, they're going. They get, they're in the chopper, and they're gonna. They got the machine gun, the big machine gun, and they're gonna fucking take out the Indominus Rex. Yeah. With this machine gun, and they're gonna, you know, plow it. Unfortunately, he <laughs> picked the most cowardly support crew he could mm-hmm. possibly come up with. They're just sitting there, all like quaking, like, "Oh, what? this guy doesn't even have his license. I don't. I don't know how to shoot this." Yeah, it was. It was. If he would just would have had some. Did more. they really talk like? I don't remember the quivering in their voice. They, like that. they, they looked quivery to me. You're horrible with impersonations. First <laughs> off, your your Indian was awful, and it was really insensitive. And now, <laughs> sorry, now sorry. these guys. Oh, 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 I'm in a chopper and I can't shoot a gun. <laughs> I, I want. I wanted this scene to go down way more badass than it did. 
Okay. All right. Well, I just think they're trying to show you, like, the uh, rise and fall of the evil corporate empire. No, it would have been way cooler if they'd been, like, just plugged the shit out of this dinosaur. And they, you know, they're, like, all patting each other on the back. And so, then the dinosaur gets up with, like, Wolverine regenerative, like... Uh, oh, crap. We included the Come genes on. from one of these that has incredible regenerative abilities. Shut the fuck up. Oh, dude, that would have been awesome. That's horrible. I would have loved it. Uh, you're the kind of guy that would have liked the original script for this where it was supposed to be raptor human hybrids. Yeah, you're, you're that audience. I don't know. <laughs> After the Humalian stuff, I don't know about that. Well, now we've got a fucking mutant dinosaur on the fucking. I just would have liked. Regenerative wolf. I would have liked our billionaire, dinosaur. like. Billionaire badass to go out way better than just, oh, some things escaped and clipped Whatever. the plane and now I blow up. Whatever. He's fucking dino fodder. Who gives a fuck about Masrani? I fuck liked off. him. Fuck off. I liked him. Fuck, fuck off. He's dino fodder. Shut the fuck the up. The whole scene where he was like, I want more Masrani. We, we told, yeah, we totally skipped Hashtag over the scene. The scene where he I want a badass Masrani scene. Dude, the scene where he confronted BD Wong about. What they've been doing to make the dinosaur, and he's like, "Hey, you told me yeah, to do all yeah. this." Like, I love that scene. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to see him like go. I wanted to see him becoming like an arm wrestler and go on tour <laughs> of the country. Turn my hat yeah, around. Turn his hat around over the top, Masrani. Yeah, <laughs> you're fucking nuts. More Masrani. Whatever. He's dead. Thank God. Him and Denofrio. We didn't see a body, man. <laughs> Fuck off. He might have parachuted out. <laughs> well, anyway, his chopper crashes. Okay, into okay. Okay, so what happens? Here's like the uh, uh, the chain of events, the uh, mouse trap <laughs> of chain of events that happens. <laughs> so yeah, the Indominus Rex crashes into the aviary. The aviary's got the Pteranodons and what's and the Demorphodons. Demorphodons are terrifying looking. Yeah. Like I haven't seen something so terrifying since like when I was a kid. Yeah, that and was I some saw, nightmare like, shit. Some fucking those uh, the monkeys from uh, uh, Wizard, Wizard of Oz. Of Oz? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit, dude. They got like fucking... And this is where the shit really hits the fan for they the They got park. wings and like T-Rex faces. Yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 this is like they, they just beeline mm-hmm. toward the park. And we see the scene at the gate yeah. where the, the, the old uh, SUVs coming down the road. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, that's a first. Yeah. And then the fucking fleet of death monkeys start yeah. coming at the park. Yeah. Oh, but, my gosh. This is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Well, from this point on, the movie mm-hmm. just goes into fucking full octane Fast and Furious mode. Like, yeah. it never lets up from mm-hmm. this point on. Yeah. The Pteranodons, are, they attack the helicopter, and then, like, the aviary, like like you said, like, all these Pteranodons and the Dimorphodons are out there, and... They are flying around, and they're flying towards the park now, and they are on their way. I mean, people are gathered in that central area in the park. It's kind of like the gift shop. This is like the scenes that pisses you off because now we've got our Samsung Innovation Center and our Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville and all these recognizable places. And Dave, you're fuming at this point. And they're all going to die. They're all – I bet they're all using Kodak cameras to take pictures (laughs) and I bet – They don't need Kodak. They have cell phones. They're good. I know. I'm just whatever. I'm stuck in whatever. I've just thrown out another name of a product, but yeah. Um, 
the funniest thing in this scene is like people are getting attacked. People are getting like lifted up off the ground. It's kind of terrifying. People are getting lifted off the ground and then like pteranodons are dropping them. The and- assistant like bites it oh so hard. Man. Oh my God. Can you, that, that whole scene. Yeah. That whole scene. She was, she reminded me of almost a, a scratch from Ice Age. A, a kid started crying during this scene. Oh, like, really? Just straight up in the movie theater. Just like, Somebody got the Bad Parent Award for bringing a kid to see this movie that they really shouldn't have brought. It reminded me of uh, Scratch from Ice Age. Yeah. Where, like, he was getting into, like, one bad situation after the other. Yep. Like, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, he's going to make it. He's going to make it. And, like, he's like, you know what I mean? Always after the – she wasn't after an acorn. But it just seemed like it was, like, one over-the-top scene after the other. Like, oh, my God. It was insane what she had to go through. Like, yeah, yeah take me through what she She died really hard. Like, oh, she got wow. flipped around, mm-hmm. like, by, like – like juggled through the air. She's being tossed, yeah. And then finally, oh, she made it into the pool. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, they're coming into the pool for her. Yeah. So like we've got they're diving. Those yeah. pteranodons are like like seriously like Michael Phelps diving into the water. And one finally gets to her and is going to kill her. Mm-hmm. Well, oh wait a minute, there was a there was something in this attraction, mm-hmm. and Lake Placidosaur comes up and just eats everything. Yeah, the mosasaur jumps out of the water and takes her. And the pteranodon with them eats them. It's just insane. Yeah. I loved that whole scene. Oh yeah, it was brutal. Okay, uh, one of the funniest things that I noticed in this scene. Did you remember? Do you remember the guy? Do you remember the guy? Whenever the shit's going down, and they get the shot of Jimmy uh, Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville, and the guy, as everybody's running and scattering, there's this guy, and he's double fisting two margaritas, and he won't drop them. Yeah. it's like he's trying to he's save. Try- he's like, oh, I got, I got to save, I got to save myself and my drinks and my drinks. Like no party foul here, guys. I'm not <laughs> dropping them. Fuck no. I'm that not, was a great scene. That was Jimmy Buffett. No shit? Yes, it was Jimmy Buffett. That's that was, funny. That was his cameo in the movie. I thought that was awesome. That's funny. I really liked it. I didn't notice. Yeah. I was looking at the crazy flying death machines. Yeah. No, I'm just – I thought I'd throw that out That's there for cool. our listeners. I didn't notice that. Um, so uh, so Owen shows up and just goes full on BA mode. Yeah. Takes out the whole horde. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh I, I I loved this whole scene. I it reminded me it was it, it almost like jumped into like B movie territory. Well, and when you saw the scene of the all the humans as cattle, mm-hmm. like oh here comes the stampede mm-hmm. of humans. Like they were really hammering it home. Like everybody's screwed. Later on in the aftermath, when they show like all the people and they're battered and bruised and bleeding and shit, and you're supposed to feel bad for them. I was like, fuck you, you are all millionaires in a month. They're going to sue the fuck out of that place. These people are going to be rich. Yeah, but more of them are going to die as the movie progresses. So Yeah, yeah. That's but just, they're you know, even for, bigger millionaires. For the rest of them, <laughs> it means more money, more money, more money. I'm serious, dude. Hmm. These people are fucking millionaires. Oh, I lost a loved one. Cha-ching. Hmm. Oh, I lost two loved ones. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? I think I do see what you're saying. Yeah. What? You're going to take me to a theme park and let the lion loose so it kills me? I'm, so you... I'm, 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 feeling, I'm feeling bad for you, man. Why? Why is we're that? All, we're, all just, we're all just cannon fodder to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody just dies, but I, you're, you're going to be a millionaire. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm more money. For, I'm, I'm feeling for you, man. More money, more problems. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> the great Notorious told me this. Exactly. <laughs> Who would have thought, like, three hours in, I'd be quoting the Notorious B.I.G.? How you living, Biggie Smalls? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And they got, like, you got, like, 
you're riding your triceratops in on your rap video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, that was the most disturbing part of that scene with the fucking poor little fucking sa- sandal or saddled triceratops getting picked up by the fucking. Remember that? The Fuck no, I didn't see that. You didn't see that? No. Okay, they, is that they, off they, in the distance? They somewhere? show a scene of the petting zoo. Yeah, and like the, the little this. baby triceratopses are being picked up by their saddles by the winged creatures. Fuck you! I didn't see that. Oh, dude, it was so disturbing. Oh, that's it's like, sad. Eh, eh, and it's being picked up by its saddle. Oh man, dino baby. Yeah, dude, it was brutal. What are they uh, like? Okay, in size comparison, like yeah, they were little. I was just like, no, I, that, okay. I, I'm asking you, size comparison. How did it look on this? So you're saying pteranodons are picking these things up? Yeah, they didn't. Like pteranodons, not the. Demo- I don't know whatever the fuck they're called, Demorphodorps no, or whatever. They weren't. Okay, it was pteranodons. Yeah, picking them up. the big what? ones. How are they thinking they're gonna? Are they trying to eat They these? weren't successfully doing it, but they were definitely, like, scaring the dog shit out of these poor triceratops. I can't see them looking at, like, triceratops. Did they look like food to them? Apparently. I can't see one of these pteranodons getting one of those down. Yeah, but, like, it's that predator instinct where they, like, they hear the screaming child and they're like, hmm, easy meal. I just, like, I don't know. That's crazy. It's like a pelican eating a kitten. It's good that you didn't see it. Maybe I only noticed it on second viewing, but it was you know what I mean, though? seriously I've never disturbing. seen a pelican go for a kitten. You know what I mean? So like fish. Go for a fish. What are you thinking? I, I don't understand that. They, they were just they, happy to be out of the aviary at that point. Yeah, but. Let's like, go rip shit. I guess, yeah, let's go pick up uh, Triceratops and drop them. It, oh. was like, it was like the goofy ones. They're like, yeah, watch this. That's crazy. We'll teach him to wear a saddle and work with the man. I, don't, I just don't, underst- I don't understand their thinking. Anyway. I'm trying. I'm it trying was just to, metal. I'm they sorry, were just I'm, like, "Hey, let's do this. I'm let's rip shit. We've I'm just, been in this box. I'm just trying to rationalize a fucking pteranodon picking up." So a this is where this is where you know, chewing the scenery. Richard Dreyfusy, Vincent D'Onofrio's character takes over, and we get badass raptor action. Are we there? Are you just jumping ahead? No, I'm, I'm excited to talk about – this is where the movie really goes oh, yeah. ape shit crazy awesome. Oh, yeah. Everything from this yeah. point in the movie is amazing. Yeah. Um, if the whole movie was this good, it would have been Tupperware City. So Omar Sy, was he more like uh, his character in this, you know, Bishop from the X-Men Days of Future Past movie? He's also a pretty revered French actor. But Omar Sy, like his character in this, was he kind of like just the T-Rex's like handler? Like he'd raised him? Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's what and, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, he was, out. and he was like a good foil for Owen's character. You know, well, I'm thinking Owen's like the trainer, and I was thinking like this guy's the handler. Like he feeds them throughout the day, yeah. and he's like the caretaker. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm guessing. And he was the one who was keen to what was going on with the bad guy, and mm. gave him the heads up. Wait, yeah. we're being invaded. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to figure his character out because I don't think they did a great job. No, very underdeveloped. You, yeah. And he was utilitarian. And they used him the same way in uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. You know? I mean, I, I, they, I don't think that these studios know what a great actor that they really have with Omar Sy. Well, that's, you know, those movies aren't in English. We don't watch movies with words. Okay. Well, they're missing out. They are. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is where we get uh, fucking velociraptors with GoPros on their fucking head. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Dude, uh, so, yeah, they strap him into the GoPros and shit, and they got night vision. I thought that scene was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I like the, 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 the boys now. The boys are looking at Owen. Like, he came in there like, you know, I'm King Daddy Badass. And, like, during that Pteranodon scene. Right. And, like, save them and, like, you know, they're, like, telling Claire, like, who's that? And, you know, oh, is that your boyfriend and shit? I thought the kiss was unnecessary at this point. 
I didn't buy the kiss. I didn't want that kiss there. You know what I mean? I didn't like the kiss right there. Like after these fucking Tranodons and Demorphodons are fucking attacking everything and killing people, they stopped a kiss. I didn't like that. Uh, yeah, but he was just like, you know, if we're gonna aren't die, you glad to be alive? Out. Yeah. Like it, we're going to – like he's like, we're going to die. Fuck it. Mm. I've always wanted to do this since our first date. OK. So my train of thought is like uh, everybody else is fodder. I'm going to be a millionaire and you're just like, oh, I'm going to get my – I'm going to try to get my little bit of my rocks off while everybody else is dying. You're no better. You're no fucking better. I don't know who the fuck you think you are. I think it was one of the reasons that the movie was misogynist to tell you the truth. OK. All right. All right. Yeah, I thought I thought you loved it. Thought you loved that scene. Anyway, no, I I I, think I wasn't. That, I think it was. There. I think it was the total damsel in distress. I just saved you. You owe me this. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it there. I thought they could have kissed. Maybe maybe if they had to kiss, kiss at the end of the movie. So it's not there. Not during when people are getting. Not when baby triceratops are getting picked up by tranodons <laughs> yeah. and, and go tossed, watch Pacific Rim. People tossed all over the park. <laughs> Time that kiss right. There was no kiss at Pacific Rim. I know, but didn't you want there to be? No. A little bit? Absolutely not. No, we talked about that during our episode <laughs> of Pacific Rim. We were actually thankful that there was no kiss at the end. But it, you would have known that if you would have listened to our podcast. I'm sorry. But you don't. <laughs> you just pretend like you do. And he pretends like he loves the listeners, too. You ought to hear the shit this guy fucking I, says about you. I get to like the. I get through the whole first hour. I'm good, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too long. I fall asleep. <laughs> King snooze a lot over here. You need a pillow, Dave? You're starting to. I'm, I'm pretty comfortable. You, you good? I'm you know, good. The eyes not, getting, eyes not getting too heavy? comfortable. Eyes though. getting heavy for you. I'm gonna make it. Well, I'm not able? too comfortable. You know, prop those things up. You need to take a little nap here. Some clockwork orange shit. Yeah, I need the clockwork orange. You fall asleep with your eyes open. I guarantee you would. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Anyway. <laughs> not, not the ninth. Not the ninth. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah. Um, basically, okay. When 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 they get strapped up, did you? I loved the scene. Except I still wasn't buying like the motorcycle flying through that forest, that jungle forest. I don't think like a motorcycle can maneuver that way on a on the. It was all about the entrance of him just ramping over all the logs and coming in. It yeah. was it was dramatic entrance time. Mm-hmm. You know, don't worry about the details. This yeah. looks really cool. That's the only thing that kind of took me out of it. But sure. I, 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 I just let myself go. I just was like, fuck it, dude. This, I'm watching. Yeah, fuck it, dude. Whatever. This doesn't seem believable. But I'm watching a guy ride a fucking well, we knew, we, we, he Harley said, Davidson. He said we've played this game before. Mm-hmm. So he's probably got a few like strategically placed ramps that he knows where they're at. But nobody else could do it. Well, I thought it was amazing. Like, I didn't know how fast raptors could go. And, like, uh, Omar Sy's character tells D'Onofrio that they can go up to, like, 45, 50 miles per hour. And these things are flying. And I thought one of the coolest shots is, like, the velociraptors are, you know, going out there to hunt. Oh, yeah, they showed they – sh- they took that piece. They, they ripped out the uh, – The beacon. The beacon. They, and had them smell it. And kind of like uh, kind of like a canine. Um, like a fox hunt. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're on the hunt for the Indominus Rex. And man, Indominus Rex, he's fucked. You know, we got we got full full live ammunition. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. fuck him up. We got raptors yeah. hunting for us. Yeah, all's going Dude, according to plan. It's awesome uh, that that scene where they did like uh, flip over to the night vision, and you got to see like the raptors' point of view, looking over at other raptors in night vision. That was 
awesome yeah. 3D, dude. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, when you watch it in 2D, it's just not as good. Like, uh, the, the scene where they jump off the cliff, yeah. the scene with the, yeah. the raptor, any scene with the raptors, yeah. like, you got to see this in IMAX 3D. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you there. Um, and so here's where we find out the mm-hmm. final important part of Indominus Rex's DNA. So yeah, they, like you know, shit's gonna hit the fan out here. <laughs> it's like the final confrontation. It's the final countdown. Yeah. So dude, fucking Raptors, like you know, they come up on fucking Indominus Rex and shit. And this is this is it, dude. This is like fucking you know, Dino Mania, WrestleMania, fucking like you know, fifty, dude. This and she huge. starts talking to him. <laughs> sounds like a David like blowing his nose into the mic. That's what it sounded like. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And I'm just like, dude, it clicked right there. It yeah. clicked for me. It clicked like 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 part of the Dino DNA is Velociraptor. She's like, you're dude. so I see how it is. You're working for the man, dude. You what uh, blue? What is that? Your slave name? The misdirection, though, earlier, man, in the movie, they talked about how this thing had not been socialized and, like, you know, how it couldn't get along with any, anything else and shit. And come to find out, dude, it's, it's, it's a, it's fucked up, man. It's fucked up. Cause I, this was a holy shit moment for me. Was it a holy shit moment for you? Yeah, because they're pack animals and, like, you know, they, they need to be led by the alpha and, like, hey, Owen, you're really badass, but, (laughs) <laughs> if you figured this out before getting to this part in the movie, I feel sorry for you because I hadn't. And that oh shit moment, wow! It Tupperware for me. Yeah, Tupperware when they, when, scene when they when all just turn, turn on around. everybody. Yes, when they turn around and, and and you know what, the audience's faces as well as the faces of the actors in the film when they're watching this are the same. It's like. Holy shit, you're in trouble. And I was like, I'm like, I'm giddy at this point. Like, wow. Because my big, like I talked earlier about my big problem with this movie that I thought was going to be was like they domesticated the raptors. The raptors are now man's best friend. You've got a German shepherd raptor. And it's like you take one of the coolest fucking villains in the movie and you turn it into the anti-hero. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, we can't really trust them, but yeah, they're gonna wage war with us. They're they're with us, man. You know. And so I was like, you've taken away one of the coolest villains. Colin Trevorrow brought that villain back for me. He'll and turn. Was, yes, He'll turn. Yes, yes, I loved it. And I was like, I was cheering. I was very happy that Colin Trevorrow did not rip that away from me in this film. I loved it, Dave. Yeah. Uh, the the scene where uh, Omar uh, he's hiding in that log. Omar sigh in the log. Oh my! And the the music was perfect that accompanied it. Yeah. Yes. And the Raptors are after him. And they even seeded the fact that they weren't really sure how to feel about Owen's character. Right. Like right. he's like kill 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 kill. Oh mm-hmm. hey Owen, how are you? Yep. Boom. You know like yeah. Now how I mean all the Raptors made it out of this, which was unbelievable too. Like even like because there was four of them, correct? Am uh, I correct? No, I think they killed one of them with the rocket. The launcher. rocket launcher. Yeah, but I always thought that there was four, right? Right. But I, later on in the movie, all four brought back together. Couldn't say. I thought I thought there were three later on. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I can't count. Yeah. I, I, don't yeah, know. I think it was. You're the guy with a number in your fucking yeah, Twitter handle. I you think it was know. Charlie. I think Charlie was the one that died. Jesus! Now you're giving me the fucking name of the rapper. Yeah, that died. I'm pretty sure Charlie was the one that died. But then they they got back together during the ambulance chase scene where they were slaughtering all the mm. dudes that they were safely waiting with. Right. I was surprised. I thought I thought they were down to like one raptor, and like 
uh, I guess they were just because some of them were just knocked out by like the truck when they're driving away and shit. Right. So I was surprised that as many Raptors made it out of that as they did. Well, as soon as as soon as I like the only thing I saw coming was that when she said to the kids, "Don't worry, you'll be safe in here." I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, you're fucked." Right. Like that was the only thing that gave it away to me that that shit was about to go down. Right. But I I thought it was going to be. Like Vincent D'Onofrio's got some thing in the helmet where he tries to take control of them and it shorts them out and they freak out. Mm-hmm. Like there would be some electrical charge. I did not see the the the, the Indominus Rex just talking to him and being like, you know, how dare you serve? A, you know, work against your own kind like this. Go kill your oppressors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was. It was great. I wanted. I wanted. I wanted Raptor subtitles for that scene. <laughs> Um, let's see here. You didn't ju- land on Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park landed on you. <laughs> All righty, then. <laughs> That's what I wanted. That just happened, people. <laughs> he said that with fucking authority. Um, now, th- this whole action sequence is awesome. Like you said, like the log scene with Omar Sy. Yeah. Wow, that was fucking intense, dude. I mean, like, like if yeah, I you, thought Omar was dead, dude. It, yeah, like if you are uh, claustrophobic. Think about being claustrophobic in this fucking log shell and then having a raptor, like, come at you. And all you've got is this fucking – albeit a gigantic pistol. It was it But was he awesome. wouldn't shoot it, which was kind of mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was cool. I didn't even think about yeah, that. He was like, yeah, like, he was saying her name. Like, yeah. like, like I'm, I have this. Don't make me shoot you. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, I didn't even think about that. I need to watch this again. I am going to watch this again in theaters. Yeah. But do it IMAX 3D. Uh, absolutely. That's the only way to watch yep. this. Um, Owen manages to escape all of this, um, to, uh, you know, death and destruction. Uh, most of those InGen soldiers are killed. I, I don't think any of the InGen soldiers this, make it this out. This definitely includes the the part where the kids acknowledge, like, Claire, your boyfriend's a badass. Yeah. Dude, and he was. Yeah. And I mean, uh, that's I got that. Like, I got that in this movie. Like, it was just like, uh, he's like, uh, you know... How I felt uh, growing up about, like, my Uncle Bob. You know what I mean? My Uncle Bob I thought was a badass. And I thought, like, these – you know, my Uncle Bob rode a Harley too and shit. And I love my Uncle Bob. And it's like – that's how I felt like these kids looked up to this guy. Like, he's a badass. You know what I mean? And I liked that. I kind of connected with that. Like, he's a guy that they're – you know, a, a, a male guy that they can – a prominent male figure that they can look up to. Unlike the female character that nobody can look up to in this movie. Right, Dave? <laughs> Pretty much. I know. I get it. I get it. I see her that way. But I don't think everybody has to be written a certain way now. Dude, the whole first hour of the movie, I'm like, when the fuck are you going to figure out that you don't know where your fucking nephews are? Okay. All right. I, I, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. She's an idiot. She's a bumbling buffoon. That's my point. Well, that's the way they wrote the character. That's her character. Does that everybody was, have to be written the way you want them written, Dave? I just just wanted one strong female character that didn't have scales. All right, whatever. Agree to disagree. Um, yeah. So now they're in the innovation center. Back in the innovation center, uh, Claire and Zach and Gray and Owen. They see that uh, Hoskins, um, uh, D'Onofrio's character, is packing up all the embryos in. Uh, Basically, like their their version of Barbasol cans from the first movie. <laughs> sure, and they're packing them up. And uh, time to go. Yeah, let's get out of here. And uh, so 
he put away the raptor aliens. They're this, not supposed to be in the script or the raptor humans. <laughs> yeah. This is where he goes, you know, bond villain and tells him of his nefarious evil plan. Like I plan to turn the Indominus Rex into a weapon. Now, when he was talking about that, Dave, did, was he going to shrink them down to the size of like a velociraptor? Was that what he was saying? Or was he using, cause I, I don't know what I, when I was hearing this, I kept thinking – for some reason, I got the impression like he was talking about making tinier versions of Indominus Rexes. Or was he talking about making like huge Indominus Rexes as weapons? I, I didn't he was that. He was just saying that like this is the ultimate in biological weaponry. We will control them. OK. That's, that's generally what he was saying. My, so – are you saying that he that he was going to use the Indominus Rex like the size that they are? All these things were just experiments moving toward his ultimate end goal of of a privatized army sure. that he controlled of reptiles. Mm-hmm. Okay, I but what I'm saying, what I'm asking, maybe you don't know. Just tell me you don't. Well, know. he was talking about chasing through tunnels and stuff. So obviously, in its current size, that would not be possible. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. Thank you for finally addressing my fucking yeah. question. All right, that, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he was talking about having them be the size of a raptor more the size of a raptor right yeah but indominus rex like like in mini me super raptors yeah exactly that's what that i i thought it was crazy like that like is that what i'm getting out of that scene yeah this was just the first prototype and yeah Yeah. they made it a little too big we'll bring it we'll bring it down well well. the theme park wanted it big because like the bigger the attraction the better right yeah you've always got to make your roller coaster bigger better and you know what i mean yeah yeah. It's his own private little army. Yeah, but for him, he's going to – exactly. Exactly. Uh, oh, wait. There's one here now. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. You know, and that, that's, I, I didn't like this too much. I wanted, I wanted his character to kind of get out alive and be like a, the character they can use in future movies. Really cliche. But yeah, yeah, he's basically – he's uh, kind of foot fodder for King Kong's foot. You know, for King Kong steps on Hold him. on. I must tell you my master plan before I die. Right. Exactly. Uh, so, um, the, uh, the four of them escape, uh, and then they do the cheesy end where you don't even get to see him die. You just see the blood splatter on the wall yeah, behind him. Yeah. It's like cheese ball. Uh, I, I, I'm going to say that we did see more blood in this one than we've seen in any other Jurassic Park. Oh movie. shit. Yeah. That yeah. poor, that poor girl that got brutalized by all the, the, uh, tyrannodons and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That was, that was brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they're surrounded. The four of them are out there. You know, Owen, Claire, Zach, and Gray. They're surrounded by the Velociraptors. Oh, don't forget the moment where they they use the uh, the the fin You're right. uh, hologram You're right. to I distract it. it. That was a great uh, shout out to the original. Yeah, when she uh, used the uh, kitchen, the 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 pantry. No, remember when she's running through the hologram center and the one's right on her tail and she hits the hologram of the the venom spitting one? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that was great. It, no, that was uh, Gray that hit the button. Okay, the little boy. Yeah, that that was a great. No, I'm great saying it was a, to the original. it was a great callback to the oh, yeah, to yeah, the I, kitchen scene. I see what you mean. Where the, the 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 pantry where they could where the Velociraptor could see her screaming and it looked like a mirror uh-huh. and he hit his head. It was yeah. a callback to that scene. Great, I thought. great scene. I loved it too. I thought it was really cool because we didn't get to see that dinosaur actually in the film, but we got to see the hologram version of yep. it, and I thought that was cool. I can understand yeah. why they didn't want to use it because, like, you know, you can't really have the visitors being like, "Oh, look at him! Oh, God, I'm covered in paralytic 
toxin. <laughs> well, I think it was good to not show him too because it made that scene so much cooler. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so – And it is pretty hard to top Newman mm-hmm. getting wasted by these little things too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Which a lot of our listeners said, you look like Newman, Dave. Thank you. Yeah, No, you did not say thank you when I told you. That's true. I did not say that. <laughs> he did not say that. Uh, Hmm. <laughs> what did Dave say about our listeners that called him Newman? Yeah, you don't want to hear that. No, he, it was nothing horrible. I just think you were like, Newman, really? Really? Newman? <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be the scariest motherfucking form of Newman you've ever seen. Uh, yeah, they've seen it. <laughs> Periscope. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm talking about on the podcast. <laughs> so uh, the Indominus Rex arrives, like perfect timing for the Indominus Rex to arrive during this. And, you know, the Raptors are kind of just like surrounding them and realizing like they know this guy. Like they know Owen. So like they haven't made a move yet. And they're but, like, he's one of the good ones. Come on. Well, you know, he's like, be cool, be cool. And we don't know what's going to happen yet to them, you know. And then the Indominus Rex shows up. And then exactly like what you're talking about. Like they're like, dude, he's 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 one of the good ones. And for a second there, I'm even buying that. You know what? The Indominus Rex may like be like, okay, cool. But – Fuck no, this thing is genetically modified and it's fucking crazy. It's like the Hannibal Lecter of fucking dinosaurs. He's like, fuck no. And he's going to prove that the Indominus Rex, it's a female? Yeah. Going to prove that she's the alpha. And basically just like, was it headbutts blue? I think she backhands one. Yeah. Boom. What's cool about the Indominus Rex over the T-Rex is like the long arms. Right. Like it doesn't have like the baby T-Rex arms and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's got those long fucking arms and that's terrifying too. Yeah. It's like holy shit. Like this. Yeah, thing. there were definitely three left because then the other two yeah. just say fuck this shit right. and like dive on it. Yeah, yeah. What's blue? Because blue is the alpha. Well, and this this is the this is the Godzilla like mm-hmm. what Godzilla was going for. Mm-hmm. This is where he shows them like, okay, you want to see monsters fighting each other? Yeah, here we yeah. go. Yeah, this is cool. This is a cool. And these scene. two little fucking Velociraptors really hold their own. They really do. Well, I mean, it's kind of brilliant because it, this one still has the problem of the T Rex, where it, it like it can't move its head all the way back and bite them if the t- if the raptors are far enough on the the back. You know what I mean? If the, the, the raptor can get on the back and this T Rex can't bite it, it can kind of swing its tail. And it's almost like, uh, like, it's like, can you stay on for eight seconds? Cause welcome to the fucking rodeo and shit. You know what I mean? Cause that's what it has to do is like buck them off. Sure. And then try to hit them with the tail. And it eventually does that. You know, hits them with the tail, knocks them out and shit. And I don't know, man. It was a very cool scene. I loved it. I love it when, uh, you know, like, it's cool that Colin Trevorrow made them a villain. Like, he, he did the takeaway. You know what I mean? It's cool. Like, I was worried that we weren't gonna see villain raptors. We saw it for a little bit. And then, he flipped it back, and now they're kind of like heroes again. And Double turn, face turn. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm fine with it because he gave me villainous raptors, which I didn't think I was going to get at all. And you need that in a Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, you it was good. It. So, um, I, the line I think that Claire gives Claire Deering, she says something like, "We need more teeth because like the raptors aren't holding their own at this point. You know what I mean? Blues knocked the fuck out or dead, and then the other two just got their asses handed to him. And so she's like, "We need more teeth." And this is like, like fucking fist pumping moment for me when she opens up. First time I ever heard a woman say that we need more teeth and I was excited. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm trying to figure out what <laughs> scenario. <laughs> Do you date a lot of women that have dentures? <laughs> I'm, I'm into the gene move. <laughs> David likes it when they gum him. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so she says we need more teeth. And then she has Jake Johnson's character from the control room, which I'm glad the control room is still functioning. If they, if they, if it would have been non-functional like the in the original, I would have been like, "Come on, come on!" But I, so he opens up that gate and he knows what it is, and it's the fucking T-Rex. It's the fucking T-Rex. Dave, my question to you is that we see the T-Rex and she lights the she lights she lights it right. Is this the same T-Rex from Jurassic Park 20 years later? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. Yeah, it's he's be. totally our T-Rex. Yeah. So this is like, this is like the original. And I, I firmly believe it's the original T-Rex. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Sure. That one never died. No, no. He's totally like, he's totally like coming to yeah. save the day. Yeah. Well, this is like another like Pacific Rim moment where it's like, like, the, like, uh, the, the old, like, you know, Analog fucking Jaeger's gonna take on the new, you know, the, the the biggest baddest kaiju. You know what I mean? It's like that's what I got from this. It's like this is like a throwback, you know, like uh, throwback Thursday. Here comes like the old T Rex and shit, and he's and gonna we, take on like. And the- we get it, man. Those dude, two dude, just go at it. I know it's tear awesome. the shit out of each oh, other. It's so awesome, but like, but T Rex, he's got the tactical disadvantage. Short mm-hmm. arms, short arms. He's gonna die. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's so fucking awesome! I love this scene, dude. And and you know the the Indominus Rex already killed the other two raptors, yeah. so you know nobody's going to be able to come and help uh, our our T Rex. Yeah, T Rex is going to die. What's going to happen? It's going to happen, dude. Well, fucking Indominus Rex is going after that neck, going after that neck, go, biting, going after that neck, and takes the takes the T Rex down. And Cue then, the entrance music. Yep. And here comes it's blue, right? You're my boy, blue. Dun, 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 and like, yeah, blue. just goes at yeah. the dude's throat, yeah. saving the T Rex. And the T Rex, yeah, you thought could have been dead at that point, comes back. You know, I mean, so it's two on one. So it's like tag team. It's like, yo, I tagged you. And boom, they're they're going at it, and turned into a handicap match, dude. I, I I'm literally, dude, in the theater. Let me stop and talk about how I am in the theater at this point. I'm like talking. To myself. I'm like, yes! Oh my god. And I'm smiling, Dave. I feel like a kid again. I'm smiling watching this. I am having the best experience at this point because, like, I'm seeing everything that I wanted to see at this point. It's so awesome. I love this scene. The, 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 oh my god, Dave. I love this. I was so happy this entire time. I love this so much. Uh, that's why I had to give it a new. Fatal Four Way tasted because I've always said there's no such thing as a good Fatal Four Way match, and this movie proved me wrong hmm. because those two dinosaurs were knocking it back, knocking it back, knocking it back. It's got it on the ropes. Are they going to be able to take it down? Oh wait. Oh shit. You know what? Here comes our buddy, the Mosasaur. Holy shit, Lake Placid himself, like a boss. Yeah, dude, out of nowhere, and it's like. It, it, Dude, I loved it. It was perfect. The Mosasaur just chomps down on – you know what? Jake told me when he saw this. He's like, that reminded me of Star Wars. There's always a bigger fish. Yep. And I didn't think of it at the time. And even though it does remind me of that, it still doesn't bother me. Still an awesome scene. Yep. And I absolutely loved it. But yeah, the fucking Mosasaur 
takes the Indominus Rex down into the depths of the water and fucking eats that motherfucker. Redeemed himself from yeah. brutally killing our our, our our British uh, assistant mm. and just – that was great. How did Megan Fox with normal thumbs taste? <laughs> Delicious, oddly enough. <laughs> he got motivated to take on the big boy. Yeah, man. Or big girl, as it Dude, were. Uh, and when that happened, I started clapping in my theater. I, albeit I was the only one clapping, in, in, I still clapped, and I said yes In my theater, after the final roar, mm-hmm. both times, yeah. there was spontaneous applause from, from both audiences. I was ashamed for my audience because like, I was the only one clapping, and I was smiling. I didn't, I didn't care what they were thinking. But I was I was clapping at that point when the Mosasaur came up out of the water, and I was smiling from there on to the end of the movie. I loved it. I it was absolutely great. Loved it. So, um, man, I, I can't think of anything that even happened after that part in the movie. We saw we saw the aftermath of all the people yeah, who were trying the survivors. To, yeah, who had gotten off the island. Mm-hmm. Although, uh, if the kids looked up to Owen so much, don't you think they should have been like? Oh, by the way, mom and dad, the whole reason we're alive is this dude over here. <laughs> like, no appreciation for our hero. Like, oh, yeah, Aunt Claire kept us alive. No, she didn't. Mm-hmm. Aunt Claire let you get into all this shit. Well, and the divorce wasn't even brought up at the end of the movie <laughs> anymore, you know? You know what I mean? Like, they, they made a big point of, like, this whole divorce with the kids and shit. And, like, that's none of that's ever resolved, which I don't care. Well, we'll save that for the sequel. I guess. I mean... It, I just thought it was stupid to bring it up to begin with, I guess. You know, it's like, you don't, I guess you don't have to have a resolution towards the end because it would kind of seem corny. It's well, like, they realized oh, both. our kid's alive. Our marriage is working. Yeah, they realized both kids were like just walking emblems that were selling products. And they're like, we need to give you a reason to care about these characters. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're getting divorced. I'm upset that we didn't get to. Did they show? I saw a little bit. Like maybe a sweatshirt and and a couple things where after the destruction and they showed the gift shop they were kind of in the gift shop area for a little bit but I saw, just saw like a sweatshirt. Did they did we get a good look at a gift shop in this one? <laughs> I don't think so. I love the you know the gift yeah. shop and all the stuff in the first. I one. don't think we got a gift shop. Yeah. Ah man, they should have done the gift. Hey, shop. Hey man, we got Jimmy Buffett not spilling his margaritas. <laughs> that, that we'll take that. Double fist and some margaritas. <laughs> and the the. The remember the triumphant roar at the end of the original, yeah, yeah. like that was the single best homage. Yeah, to the T Rex was the hero in that film, and then uh, at the end of this one, same fucking thing, dude. I loved the look between the T Rex and the Raptor at the end of that fight, like like, like the the knowing exactly, nod, like exactly mutual dude, respect. There could have been like a fist bump, you know what I mean? <laughs> the, 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 the Raptor would have had to lean in a little bit more for the T Rex to, to fist bump him, but yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, it was it was like yeah. like I said from. Yeah. From the moment that the pteranodons get out of the aviary, this this movie was just metal as fuck the yeah. whole rest of the movie. Um, I, okay. That's the end of the movie. I tupperware it. You tasted it. Fatal 4-Way tasted it. I know. I was hoping you'd say that again. Yeah. Gosh. All right. Anyway, uh, I did want to bring up one. I got to give my WWE universe love to my people. I'm just going to make it really awkward for you and not say anything. Oh, okay. Well, I'm thank so, you, Leftover Army, dude, for I, making it through this uh, this badass review. We're not done yet. Oh, we're not? We're not done yet. Oh, hold, I thought hold the, the movie fuck. was done. You think you're the There's fuck? no one. Hold the fuck on. I'll shut the fuck up, Dave. There's no end credits. Shut the fuck up. This is my fucking show. You think you're, he's like ending the show. He thinks he's the goddamn showrunner on this thing. <laughs> shut the fuck up and let me talk. Hmm. 
Well, thanks, leftover army. Shut the fuck up. You are not the you are not the showrunner. I'm the one that says thanks, leftover army, and I'm the one that wraps up the show. I was just thanking them in general. You know, I like them. No, I love them. You're backtracking. You think you're the showrunner? Shut the fuck up and let me take care of this. I'm just along. No, the, I'm just no. in the sidecar, man. If anybody's sinking with this Titanic of a show, it's me. <laughs> Darth Brian. I want to say bye before he turns my mic off. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. There's one more. I, I want to talk about this. Shit, I had something else I was going to say, and you made me lose my train of thought because you think you're the fucking showrunner. <laughs> Go blow your nose or something, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Let me get my Kleenex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, leftover, Ari. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, this is this is this. I mean, there, okay. We saw some Easter eggs throughout this film, right? We th- we talked about the Doctor Ian Malcolm, mm-hmm. uh, you know, picture on the back of uh, the the the, mag- book. the book, and um, you know, we we saw some other cool things in this. We saw like some of the Jurassic Park helmets and stuff like that. We saw some cool Easter eggs. Did you notice any? Yeah, I'm gonna say that was there was definitely the the goggles that the kid had. Yeah. You know, like yeah. there was lots of little little Very nuggets. Cool. Um, Here's more – it's more of a rumor uh, than a factual Easter egg and it, it comes to us by the way of the Huffington, uh, Huffington Post. All right. Here it is. While Jurassic World is just making its way into theaters, theaters are uh, – theories are already taking over the internet faster than the dinos took over the original park. Some of the wildest theories include the Barbasol can from the original movie somehow playing a major role. Other fans think the reason the kids are headed to the park is because it's coupon day. <laughs> Though a lot of them just seem wish, like w- wishful thinking. Life keeps finding a way for one theory in particular. Chris Pratt's Jurassic World character is the little kid Dr. Grant scares in the original Jurassic Park. Hmm. Here's a clip from the original film. If you don't remember who I'm talking about, you will when I play this. Well, maybe dinosaurs have more in common with present-day birds than they do with reptiles. Look at the pubic bone, turned backward, just like a bird. Look at the vertebrae, full of air sacs and hollows, just like a bird. And even the word raptor means bird of prey. That doesn't look very scary. (laughs) More like a six-foot turkey. (laughs) Turkey, huh? Oh, no. Okay. Try to imagine yourself in the Cretaceous period. You get your first look at this six-foot turkey as you enter a clearing. He moves like a bird, lightly bobbing his head. And you keep still because you think that maybe his visual acuity is based on movement like T-Rex. and He'll lose you if you don't move, but no, not Velociraptor. You stare at him, and he just stares right back. And that's when the attack comes, not from the front, but from the side. The other two raptors, you didn't even know were there. Because Velociraptor's a pack hunter, you see. He uses coordinated attack patterns, and he is out in force today. And he slashes at you with this. Six-inch retractable claw, like a razor, on the middle toe. He doesn't bother to bite your jugular like a lion, say. No, no. He slashes at you here or here. Or maybe across the belly, spilling your intestines. The point is, you are alive when they start to eat you. So, you know, try to show a little respect. 
रुकी उटर The trailer isn't the only supporting evidence. Whit Hertford, now 36, is the actor who played the role of the kid, billed as, quote, volunteer boy in the original movie. He and Chris Pratt are only one year apart in age. Pratt is 35 years old, uh, and this guy's 36. So the timing works out pretty well. Plus, released clips from the movie may also hint at some sort of connection. In Jurassic Park, Grant tells the kid about the raptor attack patterns, warning him to watch out for an attack from the sides. As you can see in clips, Chris Pratt specifically thwarts a side attack while saving a new employee in the movie. Everyone loves the theory so much that even Jurassic World director Colin Trevorrow wouldn't dispel it after being asked by movie website slash film saying, I'm not sure I want to answer because the speculation is so much fun. Let's not kill the fun. Even with all the support, there's at least one person who wasn't amused. It's the striped shirt annoying kid himself, Whit Hertford. The actor who currently stars in a short film called Wildlife told the Huffington Post, I think it's a stretch. This kid, the, uh, this face doesn't turn into a blonde matinee idol. I'm not dead, not retired. Perfectly capable of resuming that character if asked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want it to be true so much now. And after enduring 20 years of being known as the fat, annoying kid, pretty sure fans would highly enjoy that if done properly. Talking about if his character is killed. For fans who do want to see old characters return, Hertford has the perfect solution for the future Jurassic World movies. He says, kill me off. Kill off that guy. Kill off. Th- kill that guy off because everyone hates that character. I think that that would be the greatest thing in the world. I think like if they brought him back and they killed him, I think right now you're turning Jurassic World. It's it's going into Sharknado territory at that point. Yes, Jerry O'Connell somehow found a way to transcend being the fat annoying kid. So yeah, sour grapes, yeah. buddy. Exactly. Sour grapes. Exactly. I think we need to change this guy's name to Wit Butthurt for Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because he's butthurt. No, I, I I think that theory's freaking adorable. Check this out. Uh Hurtford, he he's even more butthurtford when he tweeted this on Twitter. For the record, at Pratt Pratt Pratt, which is Chris Pratt is not playing a grown-up version of my character in Jurassic World. That role is mine, damn it. Wow. I'm sure uh, Chris Pratt promptly responds. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah, with with this guy's like, you know, 1600 followers. Jesus. He's still beating us on Twitter, but whatever. <laughs> 
Follow us on PC Leftovers. <laughs> I want to have more Toto followers than this asshole butthurt piece of shit. <laughs> and if you want to tweet him, you can. It's at WitHurtford. And uh, let's get a hashtag trending, uh, hashtag ButtHurtford. Yeah, he doesn't even have an 8 in his Twitter handle. What a douchebag. Right. <laughs> ButtHurtford8. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to wrap up here shortly. But right now on Rotten Tomatoes, Jurassic World has a 71% rating by the critics, and that's guaranteed fresh. Uh, with I think on our scale that would be considered a taste it. Yeah, sure. Um, and the audience rating is an, at an eighty seven percent, which I, I I consider a high taste it on our yeah. rating scale. Um, and it looks like Jurassic World is set to make a hundred and sixty two million dollars this week. And uh, Chris Pratt took to social media to thank the fans. He said, on behalf of everyone involved in the making of Jurassic World, and believe me, there are thousands of us, I want to say thank you. It feels so wonderful to hear the overwhelmingly positive response. We are incredibly blessed and, and overcome with joy at the outcome of the movie and couldn't be more appreciative for the amazing support you've shown so far. This is bigger than all of us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Translated, thank you, because I'm going to be making $10 million per movie from this point on. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Do you want me to do Indiana Jones? Yeah. Show me the money. Yeah, that was – dude, they're, they're ignorant if they're not greenlighting that shit tomorrow. When's he going to fit it in? I mean, you know what I mean? I, I, how many films is he signed for for Jurassic World? Is he signed for like the whole – like this movie's going to do great. It's doing great right now. It's going to make its money back. It already made its money back. $150 million movie and it made 162 over the weekend. It's going to make its money back. Internationally, it's going to do gangbusters too, I think. Dude, did they wrap this guy – okay, the trilogy is going to get greenlit in my opinion. Did they wrap this guy up for like a two, three movie deal or is it just the one movie? Um – if you don't know, just say I don't say, know. I, I would. I would. I haven't heard anything about multiple pictures, okay. and with his Marvel work going as well as it is, I don't know how much Disney would be interested in him sticking with it. Oh, uh, he's not. He's not chained uh, to, to to Disney. I don't know. They might be. They might be thinking about that chain now. Dangle, dangle a nice Stop little it. piece of bait out Stop there. Stop it! You act like the only movies that Chris Hemsworth makes are with Disney, or and Chris Evans. You're right; too. he did Stop. make that great black hat movie. Yeah, yeah. We we will remember that. What a piece of shit <laughs> film that was. I think I gave it a low taste. It and I'll, in all honesty, it's a fucking toss. It <laughs> can't change it now. No, I you can retro. I can retro. Fuck, it's my fucking show. I can do whatever the fuck I want. You think you're the fucking showrunner? I'm again. holding on to that low taste. It. I'm holding on to it. Oh, whatever. Did you did you see Thor is going to be in the new Ghostbusters? Yeah, nice. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth in the new Ghostbusters movie. Gonna he's be gonna, good. He's going to be the uh, secretary of the, Annie Potts. Annie Potts of the yeah. I Ghostbusters like dude. That's awesome. I hope he has the little glasses, dude. I hope. I, how are they going to make him look? Are they? I, he's going to be eye candy. For oh, women. totally. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. Yeah, yeah. And I want Andy Bryant to be Rick Moranis' character even more now. Mm. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. It would be great. I don't want them. I don't want them to emulate everything from. It would be awesome. No, I don't want them to emulate everything from like like. I want them to make it its own thing. You're like like. Let's empower these women. Do they have to really like be like clones of like the original Ghostbusters? No. Let's give them their own characters, their own identities. Dave, shit. You want the fucking oh yeah, women. You get the hand me down characters of the originals. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, women. Don't unfollow domestic aided, Dave. <laughs> I want I want some Andy Bryant in this movie. That's what I want. Yeah. 
You just want her to be a clone of another character. No, she's great. She's hilarious. Speaking man. of clones, you better be watching Orphan Black. Oh yeah, man, the male clones are awesome, dude. I, like they're really like <laughs> scary. I'll talk about it. I guess. Okay. I think they're scary. I don't think that they've done a great job in season three of fleshing out the male clones. Just my personal opinion. I think that Tatiana, Tatiana Maslany has like, dude, she's got the fucking uh, market cornered as far as like, oh, like differentiating personalities on yeah, that show. Without a doubt. Yeah. 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 I can't argue with that at all. But we'll talk about that. Okay. Sorry. In the coming weeks of pop culture leftovers. If just- I, I know, and I never understood you guys' whole who's your favorite one. Mm-hmm. And, and now I get it. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. We'll find out who your favorite clone is all right. on a future episode. So, uh, yeah, I think this is it. I don't think we have. Hey, remember, uh, Jake? Definitely remember Jake. So, if you. Send him the love, people. And, uh, yeah, if you can donate anything, uh, to get Jake another Wii U and, uh, TV, uh, reach me, Brian, at, that's B R I A N. No Y. B R I A N. Brian at popcultureleftovers.com. Um, leave us an iTunes review. I don't care if it's a fucking one, two, three, four, or five. Be honest. If you fucking hate us, you fucking hate us. And for you fuckers that just, this is your first episode you ever listened to because you wanted to hear a Jurassic World episode and you didn't like us, yeah, go ahead and rate us a one. <laughs> you know, seriously, give us a one because you've never heard any other episode. Just judge us for one fucking episode. Or you could hit subscribe and hear us a oh, few more fuck times. Off, you pandering piece of and shit. And see what you think. Pander. Pander, Dave, might as well just hold out your little cup and ask for change. Thank you for your time, everybody. We do appreciate it. He thinks he's the fucking showrunner again. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. And just like all good leftovers say, fuck you, Dave. <laughs> oh, and if you if you hook Jake up with a Wii U or a TV, he might name his new house after you. He he previously lived at Stately Wayne Manor. You never know. You might you might be the uh, the one who names the new house. You hear that, everybody? I'm just saying. It's exciting. I'm ex- I'm excited. I want mm-hmm. I want some love to be sent to my man. He's had a rough go. I know he has, and I hope everybody. I, I hope somebody can help out some somewhere. That'd be awesome. Just be awesome. Anyway, thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, we'll be back next week, right? Are we doing? Oh that? shit, yeah, man. I was thinking about taking a week off, but we're not okay. gonna take a week. Off. We're not gonna take a week off. We're addicted. I was sick, and I wanted a weekend to recover. But I'm not going to. Because you know, we, we get the shakes without you people. Because those fucking Jurassic World first-time listeners that give us a one-star review, they want us back next week. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They're clamoring They're clamoring. They can't wait. No, but loyal members of the Army, they're going to want to hear us next week. So I'm going to come back for you. The loyal members. The other 50%, fuck you. I don't love <laughs> What? What? Quite possibly more than a leftover? Hmm? Hmm? You're annoying as all hell. Mm-hmm. Stop it. <laughs> not you. You'll no, never, not me. You will never be a leftover. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying, people. Yeah. All right. I, I, I keep trying to take the test, and I'm just like a few points under every every week. Yeah. I didn't even get entrance music this time. Oh, no, you didn't. No, nope, I didn't deserve it. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me give to what? you. No, just, just, hold, just hold on, Chief. I'm going to give you some... I'm going to give you some... And remember, guys, like all good leftovers... Fuck you. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. That is not for you. (laughs) I let you touch that one time. (laughs) Getting a kick out of that, aren't you? (laughs) I'm going to sneak it in there one of these days, people.
Mm-hmm. He's gonna. I'm, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have uh, one of our cohorts distract him, and I'm just gonna hijack that exit. <laughs> Damn it! I can't find it. I was gonna. No, you know what? Yeah, I can't find it. Hold on. I'm, I'm still bummed out about the the review that took a pot shot at Frank. Whoever that was, Frank's a really good dude. Just for the record, you know, don't be like that. He can't even defend himself right now. I hope he comes back next week. And just like jumps down your throat. Yeah, no, Frank's a great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I felt like that had to be addressed. But whatever. I mean, people are not going. I mean, people are people are going to listen. Some people are going to like you. Some people aren't. That's just we put ourselves out there, Dave. It comes with the territory. When you put yourself out there and you do a podcast, there's a chance that people are going to like you. Chance that people are not going to like you. You have to have thick skin. Sometimes you know I've let it. I used to let it bother me in the past. Sometimes it still does. But you got to have thicker skin. You got to have thicker skin when you do this. Hmm. You're putting yourself out there. People have the right. Everybody's subjective, and their opinions are subjective. You know. Well, I I love each and every one of them. I know you're a kiss ass. <laughs> I was looking for your exit music. I can't find it. It's okay. Oh. We'll we'll do it up next week. Just so you, it's hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more. <laughs> That's your exit music. Well, I could sing it if you want me to. We're just we're just rambling. I'm gonna end the show. No, I don't want you singing anything. I have to pack my things and go. That's right. Oh, you're so fun and lovable. <laughs> anyway, all right. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Episode 96 of Pop Culture Leftovers, the closer to the road to 100. We're just one episode closer. What are you just nodding at me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, not going to go into showrunner mode? I didn't want to step on not, it. Not going to take over, director? No, you're going. You're, you're doing it. I'm going to start calling you Steven Spielberg because you're the fucking director, aren't you? Thank you. Aren't you? For your patronage. Fucking Alfred Hitchcock over there. Huh? <laughs> Nothing. Your patronage. <laughs> Stop patronizing me. Thank you for listening. Fuck you. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <sighs> Do we have a nose to blow, maybe? Oh, hold on. Let me get my Kleenex. Yeah, that's your exit music for the week. <laughs> your fucking, uh, Dave's cutting an album with his fucking sinuses over there. <laughs> Wait. There's what? Oh, yeah, he fell asleep, ladies and gentlemen. That's the Dave I know. <laughs> Seen that side of you more times than not. <laughs> <laughs> so true. It is true. And just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Good night and good luck. Hey, Army, it's uh, Leftover Jake here. Um, I cannot tell you how much I miss recording the podcast. Uh, I miss talking to Brian and Dave and all the rest of the people that we have on. Uh, I cannot wait to be doing the show again. Um, I should be back on the July 5th episode that we record that will come out the day after. Uh, if I'm wrong, I'm only off by a day or so, but I think it is July 5th. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to drop a quick line in and let the Army and everyone know what I thought about Jurassic World real quick. Uh, I'm going to keep this real real short and sweet. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. But, yeah, I'm going to give Jurassic World a low taste it. Yeah, it wasn't as good as I was hoping it was going to be. Um, I don't know. I was super excited about the whole super realized Jurassic you know, Park and everything and actually getting to see a fully operational park. And I, what I really wanted was just a pure, like, disaster movie. Like, 
everything going wrong in this park, one disaster after the other, just a white-knuckle thriller disaster movie involving a fully realized Jurassic Park. And I got some of that, but, like, most of the human element of this movie just came off as really annoying to me. Um, I I really couldn't stand um, Bryce Dallas Howard's storyline from whether or not she's a good aunt to, like, her romantic relationship with Chris Pratt. Everything just seemed really, like, I don't know, just kind of cheesy and hokey to me. Um, When it was full-on action, it was good. The special effects were great. Sound effects were great. Uh, Music was kind of disappointing. The composer was one of my favorite composers, too. Uh, Michael Giccioni, I think is the way you pronounce his name. Uh, He does all the Pixar movies and Lost But I think it's a hard job when you've got to do a movie like this where you have to have, like, the dun-dun, dun-dun-dun, and all that stuff, you know? you got to have the na-na-na-na-na. It, like, forces his hand, where it's like he doesn't really get to do a great job and come up with all these original themes because he's already got to use these really established themes. And I don't know. I just think he kind of... He either phoned it in or dropped the ball on this one because the music wasn't doing anything for me. And that, to me, that's a real key component of the first Jurassic Park. But yeah, I, I said I was going to keep this short. I'm, I'm going to try to do that. But yeah, low taste it. I, I mean, I still enjoyed it. I still had a fun time. But I was really hoping for a Tupperware here. I, I didn't necessarily need a smart movie, but I just wanted it to just be more focused on one disastrous thing after the other happening. You know, just it was just too much for me. Um, I watched all three Jurassic Park movies this weekend also. Um, the first one's still a Tupperware for me, and the sequels are still terrible. Um, the second one's a little better than the third. The second one's also a low-taste-it. The third one's a complete toss-it. So, yeah, I mean, I guess you just can't recreate the movie magic that happened in the first Jurassic Park. Um, This movie opened huge, though, so we're going to be seeing more Jurassic World movies, it seems. And, I mean, mean, I'll go see another one. It feels like they wasted their shot at having the fully realized park disaster movie because it's like they can't reopen the park after all that stuff now. So, yeah, um, gosh, I'm just going to go on a little bit more. This movie had a lot of resemblances to Gremlins 2 for me, and I thought that was really weird, all the Gremlins 2 connections. Um, They're genetically splicing and making all these new dinosaurs, a la um, Gremlins 2. They've got the blue raptor, who's like the the leader raptor of the pack, and just like Stripe Gremlin, he's got the stripe, so you can recognize him every time you see him in the movie. And I just kept thinking about silly stuff like that. thought that was just a little bit funny um but yeah I'll, I'll talk more about jurassic world with the guys um not quite sure what they're gonna say and what they're gonna say they like and don't like about it so i'm, I'm sure we'll we'll talk about this movie in some future episodes it should be interesting um on a side note i saw avengers 2 a second time and i am gonna downgrade my tupperware to a taste it it's just it's not it feels like a disservice to Avengers 1 to give Avengers 2 a Tupperware. I really do like Avengers 2, and I still had fun the second time I saw it. 
But just like the Jurassic Park sequels, it's not the movie magic of the first one. And it definitely has a lot of problems that were even more noticeable on a, on a second viewing after letting everything kind of marinate a bit. So yeah, I am downgrading my Tupperware to a taste it on the old Avengers 2. So I just wanted to drop that in here real quick. A quick, quick update on my real life stuff. We have found and secured a new house. We can start moving stuff in on the 19th of this month. And we have to be out of here by July 1st. But the biggest stress of that all was actually finding a place to live. That has been accomplished. So, yay! Uh, I'm so excited. So, thanks a lot for listening to me ramble. Um, At least I didn't toss Jurassic World right. I I did low taste it. I thought it was okay. So, yeah. Peace out, Army. Peace out, Leftovers. Uh, You all have a good one. Bye. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat, but it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, hate erase it, let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carryover, counterculture, pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good. I've already been done before, so we should Separate the wheat from the shaft And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap! Good it, toss it, good it, taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover Counterculture pushover Pop culture Leftovers And with the uncool kids What's to say's already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carryover, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture, leftovers. Um, Jack from Lost? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Park Jurassic Pork What the heck am I talking Jurassic Pork it's That like, would be some good shit though Yeah it would
Could you imagine buying a T-Rex leg to cook? Yeah. Hey, welcome to Jurassic Park barbecue. You know, that'd be a really cool, <laughs> like, dude, you, you would need like a like, fucking 30 foot grill to cook that yeah, shit. Yeah. So that like, would be, I'd do it. Yeah. Why did, uh, 38 bottles of baked sweet baby rays to cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honey, can you pick up 29 bottles of sweet baby like rays? Like the honey? end of the Flintstones when the whole car tips over yeah. when she puts the Absolutely. ribs down there on yeah. the, you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Oh, yeah. I would rather have Velociraptor. I heard the meat's a little bit more tender more t- i like uh the brachiosaurus Ooh. Mm-hmm. that might be a little bit healthier i like to eat it on the florist <laughs> that brachiosaurus it's so good you gotta eat it on the floor. florist florist um anyway jurassic park 4 has been put on hold indefinitely um Col- and, I, and after i heard that I'm, I'm 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 upset well, that's not a good sign for any movie if it's being put on hold. Right. I mean, they don't have a they don't have anything to go with. Either they don't like they either don't, they don't like, like the, reg- the script the that, script yeah. that they got. They either don't like you know they don't think it's going to be and and that's part of it. But don't you um, think they did 3D in theaters to kind of bridge the gap they between did. the length of time? That they did. They wanted to get came out and then now. You well, know what I mean? you know, some of the kids that are out now. This movie came out twenty years ago, nineteen ninety three. Exactly. I remember seeing it in the theaters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Do you remember seeing oh, yeah. that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm a huge Michael Crichton fan. So okay. as a reader, so yeah, I, I you know naturally I wanted yeah. to see the movies. Now, granted, the, the movie is a huge departure from any of the books, but well, it's, but but seeing it, and I remember when I was younger and watching that, it was just it was. Quite, it was cool. It Dude, was, it was awesome. I like, didn't want it to end in the in the in the side mirror. You know, when you see the dinosaur, he's yeah. like looking in this. It, just little stuff like that. I think man. what did it, it for epic. me was the cup and the yeah, water. The yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was yeah. an amazing scene. And uh, the f- I didn't go see it in 3D. I failed to, to do that, but I did. I missed out on that yeah. too. I wanted to yeah. so badly. But were you guys fans of two and three? I no, didn't enjoy the second awful. one. And you know what's something that's crazy? I want to mention this. My I have a nine year old little brother and. Uh-huh. Uh, I would say probably about five years ago, he was very much into number three. Oh, really? And he was about four years old, and he loved it. He loved dinosaurs, and, and three was – he loved it. I mean, he watched it all the time. Well, they had the pterodactyl in that one, which is fine. Right. We've been waiting for the pterodactyl yeah. for such a long yeah. time because we're dorks. And when I first <laughs> – <laughs> fucking caught up with these. <laughs> and when I first heard about Jurassic Park 4, I mean, to be honest with you, I was pretty pumped. Now, I, okay, go ahead, Chad. Uh, yeah, I was going to say – I mean, I was pretty excited. Yeah. Even – Two and three, I realize, were not you know phenomenal, but but just seeing dinosaurs, you don't get to see dinosaur movies very never, often. Never, never, and and you know it's it's definitely over the top every time, and the story is is you know nothing. I mean, the first one was obviously really cool, but when you wait that long to go from three to four, but there's I, obviously been some thought put into why we should put out a four and what four is going to be about. Yeah, but I want to know like, do we want to see some of the original cast come back? Absolutely. I mean, do you yeah, want to see Jeff Goldblum come back? You got a heavy in Can, can I say something about Jurassic Park yeah, real quick? Please. Um, one of the most amazing things about it was it was not only was it the dinosaurs, but it was the first time we saw something CG that was believable at all. Yeah. Not not just be it dinosaurs, but yeah. anything. Anything. It was the first CG anything. So it was that is a great point because it, yeah. it was really was twenty years ago. It was and it never it. be recreated yeah. by any sequel, and I think that's right. a little bit of its problem. And I think uh, when when most viewers watched Jurassic Park originally that. They could put themselves in that position of where they go visit a theme park or whatever it was, and then that, and then that happened. Yeah, it was Terminator Two, and then it was Jurassic Park, and between those two movies, mo- you know, movie magic happened, and you can't really reproduce that with sequels. You know, what I think is so messed up is that like we have been exposed to these CG dinosaurs, 
and that it's like it can, it doesn't blow away audiences anymore. It's kind of like the original Star Wars trilogy, which we're going to have a Star Wars roundtable coming up later. So, but anyway, that's off topic. But I, I know what you're but, saying. Yeah, you're saying like, the same thing I'm saying, the, Brian. Yeah. Yeah, you saw how the dinosaurs, can you? They looked real, and now part four, and right? They, they still look real, but, but how it's like, are we, are we, are we, are we really ready? Are we like ready to see Jurassic Park four, or are we more excited to see a movie like Pacific Rim, which is something completely new in my opinion? But you have to realize that in the original Jurassic Park, uh, the Velociraptor scene, they actually used uh, half Velociraptor heads mm-hmm. to film that scene. So, I mean, it was CGI, but it wasn't, you know, they still used a lot of the human element of it and the, pup, sure. the puppets and, and yeah, yeah, which I don't see them doing in four. But you know what? I, like, I think we talked about this on a past episode, the toys that came out during that time, how they were lifelike. Yeah, we did talk about the toys. The, yeah. the toys were rubbery and they felt like, you know, you were playing with something other than plastic. Yeah. I think they would make a, a killing again and they would, they would have capture you, Have you been to a Toys R Us lately? In New York City, we went. The and toys, it was amazing. there are some yeah. Jurassic Park. Ju- Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Dude, are yeah. you hungry? Because yeah. we can feed you right now. Please. I'm ready for some barbecue. <laughs> he apparently read that article about how uh, Oscar Miner's coming out with their uh, their bacon hot dogs. Have you heard about this? Oscar Mayer has bacon hot dogs? Yeah, for Memorial Day, they're releasing. Uh, Is this bacon wrapped? Ba- no, bacon it's bacon inside. They've. Literally, it's just... Uh, guys, I'll be back in 15. <laughs> Bacon-fused <laughs> hot dogs. <laughs> Did you hear about... Denny's has bacon alia going on right now. Bacon Sundays, bacon uh, Longhorn brownies. Bacon on bacon. You just blew my fucking mind. <laughs> have you, anyway, actually, since we're talking about bacon, and I'm going to bring this up squared. real quick. Have any of you guys seen Epic Meal Time? No. Mm-mm. Any listeners or the, even the leftovers and Chad yourself, in your off time, go to YouTube type in epic meal time what they do is they're centered around bacon and they cook meals with bacon but these are extravagant meals and i'm talking they're they, you just got to watch it i can't really explain it they got probably 20 plus episodes i'm trying to plug them they're from Ca- canada brian's favorite country yeah too. canada uh, but <laughs> canadian canada bacon i had to say it because we talked about bacon do so they I'm use done. canadian bacon no that's the one thing they do use our bacon ah but they go to drive-thrus and they order fifty Big Macs and they create a meal with the fifty Big Macs. Oh, you know what else? This has nothing to do with Jurassic fucking Park. <laughs> you guys have been talking about bacon for the last. I know. Five I minutes, keep saying so. Jurassic Park, but anyway, I wanted to make a quick, uh, just a quick statement about Jurassic Park that I think is cool. It's kind of a cool fact about the first movie. You know the sound that the T Rex makes. Do you know how they made that? It was like it's a like combination metal or it's, something. Yeah. It's alligator a, and a lion. Tiger, elephant. It's a mixture of these animals. A tiger, elephant, penguin, alligator, and dog. I really right. want to hear why the penguin was brought in. <laughs> <laughs> and was that the same penguin that they used in Happy Feet? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, they went retro with Chili Willy. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, oh. That's, I, I, think, I think I saw the preview, for though, for, you know. Did we call this segment Quickies? Jurassic Park. I think, didn't they show That's that after well. Prometheus or before Prometheus? They showed what before Prometheus? The, the, three, the, the 3D, 3D trailer oh, the, for yeah. Jurassic Park. See, I didn't, I didn't go I mean, to the 3D. It wasn't Prometheus. shot in 3D, so oh, it was no, just kind of like a, gotcha. a teaser. You know, a little 3D. A teaser. And anybody who's a... Us, you know. Agreed. I saw that, Jay. Yeah, it just didn't. It didn't look very good. Any of our listeners who are big into Minecraft, they uh, they actually did a Jurassic Park themed Minecraft, the whole park, just YouTube. It's, it's, it's have you ever been to the Jurassic Park ride in Universal Studios? Yes, I yeah. have. Yeah, yeah. ninety eight. I went. It's a good time. I, I honestly like my nephew. I took him when he was like six. 
He was freaked out he by the T-Rex. He probably doesn't even talk to you anymore, does he? He held his head down the whole time. He was scared to That die. is a great – and the sad thing about it is I heard that, that that's no longer there. Really? Yeah. Well, because I heard you know Disney bought Universal Studios out. Oh. Uh, Disney bought Universal Studios? The actual theme park is not what it used to be. Google it. Look it up. Okay. I'm going to have to Google that. Yeah. Because there's a big Harry Potter thing in it now. The thoughts expressed by Dan Hill are not that of pop culture leftovers. <laughs> or Universal Studios. This is like the fourth time I've threatened to leave, and this time I'm just going to go ahead and go. I thought this segment was called Better Quickies. Day. We're never going to get through this. <laughs> well, dude, you've been fucking talking about Jurassic Pork for like the last hour. So dude, I'm, I'm hungry for some brisket. I didn't, I didn't know if you were going to have food catered in tonight or what, but... <laughs> I, I googled Jurassic Pork and I didn't get food products. <laughs> ah, darn it! But, uh, okay, back to the quickies. Few. Um, we did talk. Uh, remember how we did talk about the production of Jurassic? Uh, Jurassic. I almost called it Jurassic Pork, pork again, again. dude. <laughs> You're hungry. You should have let me order you some food. Yeah, Dan. Dan ordered some Jimmy John's. Yeah, so they're freaky fast. So, like in a second here, you're probably gonna hear Dan get up and eat it and eat it. So in that'll, be, all that'll be great. actually the next half an hour of the show. It's just me eating the sandwich. You, yeah, we get to hear you chew. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Jurassic Pork was what the porn was called. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> was that in 3D? Velociraptor on Velociraptor action. Ooh. <laughs> was that considered? No. Velociraptor. Oh. Velociraptor. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to rape me. I know it. You're so smart. The Velociraptor. But anyways, you have news about Jurassic Park. I do. Jurassic Park 4, we talked about how it was uh, in hiatus a few weeks ago. Right. Well, I read some really, really, and I mean this, really exciting news for the franchise this week. Cold it's blood. not coming out in 2014, as previously rumored, but it is believed that Universal will roll this out in the summer of 2015. Now, there's going to be some serious competition that year. Huge. I'm sorry. Dude. Episode seven. Episode seven. Well, okay, it is gonna. They are. They are talking about it coming out in the summer with Avengers two, mm-hmm. Star Wars episode seven, and Pirates of the Caribbean five. The big news, though, is that Jurassic Park is going to separate itself from the pack. In my opinion, they will be filming it in 3D. Mm. Nice. That's right. Mm. This is not going to be post-converted 3D. They are filming this. They're not going to do post-conversion where they take each frame and they convert it to 3D after the fact. This is going to be shot in 3D. Do we have a director yet? Uh, we do. I, I, I would have to look it up. I got it. It's, Please uh, tell me it's not Joe Johnson. It, it's uh, Colin Trevorrow. That's correct. It's, it's, it's Colin safety Trevorrow. Safety not guaranteed. Yes. Okay. Safety, okay. safety not guaranteed. I saw that in the theater here at the uh, Avon. Avon. It was fantastic. Really? Great film. I recommend it. Safety not guaranteed. It's about. Uh, uh, it's based on that uh, true story of the the classified ad. Oh yeah. Where the person said that they could do time travel. Oh yeah yeah. And they said okay. you're safe. Safety is not guaranteed, but they'll show you how to do it, and you can travel back in time. What was so better? they based a whole movie on it. What was better, Silver Linings Playbook or Safety Not Guaranteed? Mm, I would have Silver to Linings say Playbook. Silver Linings Playbook. Wah, wah. Um, Such a great movie. The good news movie. did not stop there, though, guys, with Jurassic Park 4. Uh, we're also treated to the plot details about the fourth film in the franchise. Some of the film will take place in the island from the first film, Isla Nublar. Yes. So we're going back to the island in the first film. These plot details are thanks to JoeBlow.com. Jurassic Park 4, set in the present day, Isla Nublar, is now an actual theme park, as originally intended by John Hammond in the first film. It garners 10 million visitors per year and is completely safe. 
until it's not. (laughs) The park itself is described as very SeaWorld-esque and includes an area called the Isla Nublar Lagoon. That means underwater dinos for the first time. No indication of what kind, but there's concept art showing one of the aquatic dinos as part of the show jumping out of the lagoon and eating a strung-up great white shark like it was a fish for a dolphin at SeaWorld. Holy shit. Wow. As part of the show, you ask? That's right, folks. This will feature tamed dinos. In fact, our source indicated that the usual menacing velociraptors, which will finally be muzzled along with the T-Rex until they're not... (laughs) will actually be used to fight the threat, which begins in the form of a new dinosaur. Uh Uh-oh. Not seen in any of the previous films and not disclosed to us. Oh, my God. Shows to be much smarter than than the originally thought and is the main cause of the Havoc breakout at the park. Interesting. This is going to be awesome, I think. I think it will be, too. I think this is going to be a throwback to Jurassic Park. Yeah. And with it being filmed in actual 3D, I think this is going to thrill audiences again 20-plus years Years later. later. What do you think, Brian? Is it going to be returning characters or all new characters? All I care about seeing is Dr. Malcolm. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I love him. The chaos theory. Yes, bring back chaos theory. Bring back Jeff Goldblum. That's all I care about. Yes. I don't know if you heard that. Sam Neill has already said that he's not coming back. Okay. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, well. All right. Um, I, I did want to bring up uh, Marvel news. Jay, I'm sure you have some Marvel news. Marvel news. All right, hey, welcome back. Uh, we're going to be talking about John Bernthal, star of The Walking Dead. We all remember him as Shane. He is going to be who, Dave? He's going to be Detective Frank Castle. Holy fuck! And for those of you who don't know who that is, that is the Punisher. The Punisher. So um, you know, I I've been following this guy's career ever since he. I didn't really follow him before The Walking Dead. Um, he may have been in some other things, I'm sure. But he really wasn't noticed as an actor until he got that landed that role of Shane on The Walking Dead. And I, I think he really impressed everybody on the set there, Robert Kirkman and everybody that was involved, Glenn, uh, Glenn Mazzara, as well as uh, the original director, um, big TV, big movie director. What was his name? Darabont? Yeah, uh, Darabont, Frank Darabont. Uh, yeah, so um, – we got to see him perform on that show, and then he has done some great character actor work, I think, in, in Fury was fantastic. Uh, completely different type of character that he played in, than he played in, uh, Walking Dead, and then, and then, uh, also The Wolf of Wall Street. Another, another, he's just a great character actor, in my opinion. He's the kind of guy, you know, he comes in there. I wouldn't say he's a leading man, but he gives you a great performance. In the, in these films. Um, so he's been cast, yeah, as you said, as the Punisher in the, uh, Daredevil season two. So we're gonna talk a little bit about this. I want us to rate it. Um, you know our rating system. We went over that earlier. So Dave, what is your rating, uh, for John Bernthal as the Punisher? Well, um, Thomas Jane, you know, I love you, man. You are always my Punisher to me, but, 
if that's not going to work out, we got to find somebody new. We got to find somebody fresh. We got to find somebody different. Let me tell you, Shane, I hated Shane on The Walking Dead. He's just an abysmal piece of shit. And like for you, it to, worked then. That's, that's what, what that's, I'm, that's, that's what the, I'm saying. Yeah, it for works. you to make me hate you that much. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. I yeah. mean, that's that's good heel work. And right they there. liked him because they. Kept, I mean, Shane would should have died that first season, like mid season. Yeah, he was and dead in like the first five five first issues. Six issues yeah. First six issues of Walking Dead, he's dead. They liked John Bernthal so much, they kept him around till the end of season two. So yeah, so he's got to be good to work with. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's no Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> and then. Uh, then ripping, in Fury. His te- ripping his teeth out on set in Fury and not bathing on Fury, fucking Shia LaBeouf. But uh, like then Fury, like we saw his range and we saw more of what he is capable of. Mm-hmm. And I really hope we don't go full on Punisher until way later. I really hope we get, you know, the 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 red the the devil. We got to find out who this is. Hey, we've got this hot shot detective who's gonna. Lead the task force to find out who – get to the bottom of what this devil thing is. I think it's going to be a soft introduction. I, I hope I, so. I think what they're going to do is they're going to – they're going to treat this like how Arrow treated the Flash. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's not going to really become Punisher until he gets his own series. Well, let him use that range. Or maybe uh, it, it, he blames Daredevil for his family uh, – spoilers – being killed mm-hmm. and – then we get to see some full-on crazy time Punisher where he becomes sort of the main bad guy. Uh, well, sure, and, he's always been an anti-hero. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, make him the villain off the bat. Like just his introduction into the comic books, he was the villain, Spider-Man's villain. So right. I mean that's exactly how they need to treat this proper – this character to give him proper justice. That would be great. And yeah. then and then like when you, when you finally give him his own series, uh, did you ever read the, the comic – arc with the Punisher where he was defeated, taken to a – well, he woke up in a mm-hmm. town where he was just a normal guy, had a wife, had kids, and the the covers – I'll never forget the covers wrote, to these issues. Um, I don't know off the top of my head. It was in the, the, the Punisher War Journal. Uh, and I wouldn't have read it. I, the only Punisher I've read is like the Greg Rucka stuff. Gotcha. I, I haven't read a lot other Punisher, maybe like first issues and then I jump off. Well, it's the, these covers are great. If you Google these covers, it's like domestic, quiet, suburban stuff. But like in the first one, he's mowing his lawn and you see the the skull uh, shaped into the lawn. Uh-huh. Uh, another Another issue is him and his family sitting watching television, but the, they're – their shadows form the Punisher skull on the wall, just beautiful covers. Mm-hmm. And come to find out that he's been recruited by this company who has set up a little town, a la Wayward Pine style, where everyone in the town is actually a psychopath murderer and they send them out on these missions. Uh, I would love to see that storyline turned into its own. Uh, series, so you don't think that's a little too far out for like regular casual fans of the Punisher? It's it's it, it's possible. It might be. It, it, yeah. it, I love it because uh, it shows how important microchip. I'm thinking is. that might be a good thing to do. Maybe season three or four. Okay. 
but I'm saying like right off the bat, I think I think you're going to alienate certain Punisher fans. Okay. I think we kind of do need to pander to them and give them what they want right out of the gate. Gotcha. Well, I want microchip, so that's why I'm I'm a big microchip fan. So oh, sure, yeah. There's uh, a lot of people that are fans of that character. I'm I'm going to definitely give this a taste it mm-hmm. that will become a Tupperware if we get a good microchip. What are the safe pussy ants? No, I, I I I love microchip. He's Dreadfully important to my enjoyment of Dave, as Punisher's that is the character. Dumbest rating I've ever heard. We're rating the casting of John Bernthal. We're not rating the future casting of a possible character coming into this universe. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That I'll give you a you were, high No, taste you were doing great. You were doing great <laughs> up until then. I mean, you're like telling me like this is what you want to see out of the series and blah 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 blah. I liked him in Fury, Great Range, and then you're like, oh, uh. It's a taste it uh, unless we get this. Ca- I just want the casting. Is it a high taste it then? It's a high taste. Okay, for the casting, you got it. Jesus, you just you know people think I go off the fucking rails. Man, all right, I'll, I'll take it. I, I don't believe in rails. Yeah, fuck rails, right? <laughs> unless we're doing coke, rate cocaine rails, right? Monorail, 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 monorail. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go ahead and read it too. Um, I, everything John Bernthal has been in, I've pretty much been a big fan of that I've seen. I haven't seen his earlier work. Loved him in Wolf of Wall Street. I thought his interactions with uh, um, Jonah Hill were fantastic. Those two – that, that argument that they had, it reminded me of a uh, – it reminded me of a more adult argument between like Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern in Home Alone. It was like – Awesome. I loved it. And then um, I absolutely loved him in Fury. I thought he was great. Uh, such a different character in Fury than he was in Shane, like you said. And I loved it. I'm going to have to give this a taste. It. It, it, he, he's got – I mean he's a great character actor and he works off of some of the best stars in Hollywood in my opinion. You know, working with Brad Pitt and working with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Jonah Hill and those guys. He's really good as a character actor. But I mean he's really going to have to prove that he can hold his own series. Now, Charlie Cox, he had a lot of help with a lot of great actors in that season of daredevil i thought a lot of people came in that like rosario rosario dawson came in there and held her own and did really good um i think he's gonna john bernthal as the punisher it's gonna be interesting he's gonna have to really hold this show and i don't know if he can do it i don't know if he can do it i'm willing to to taste this one um as far as Oh man! As far as I like, what I'd like to see out of the show, I I I want them to I want them to make him in that season in that season one, like you said, kind of just give us a taste of him and then make him kind of like a big bad later on in the series before he gets his own series, but never never really like ever fitting in with that group of defenders, always kind of like on the outskirts. You know what I mean? Never fitting in with anyone. Just Good. a bitter motherfucker. Yeah. That's what I want. Angry Frank Castle. I think that, uh, you know, I was hoping, I, I, and I, the casting I would have given a Tupperware would have been Tom Hardy. He would have, he would have nailed this. You give him this role, he's, he's got it. And don't look at Mad Max Fury Road. That's the direction he was given. I mean, if you want good Hardy performances, watch Locke. You know what I mean? Watch fucking uh, the, the drop. drop. I mean, not a lot of dialogue in the drop. Honestly, I'm looking more at Locke. I think this guy could just nail this role and um, nail Frank Castle. So I'm going to give it a taste it. So high taste it and taste it. Yeah. 
Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. So definitely, I'm looking forward to the to seeing him in the series. But I think you're right. I think it, I think they're going to slowly introduce him. It's not going to be like this full blown fucking Punisher to start off with. Well, he's a great antagonist because he's he's genuinely trying to, you know, find out what this devil menace is in the beginning, and then later on, he's just a whacked out psychopath killer. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be awesome to see how they treat it. And I think the Netflix route is the perfect way to approach this character because the Punisher in a movie for Marvel Studios, it's not even going to be as edgy as fucking the Fox studio side, in my opinion. I think, you know, Fox came out with a rated, both of those films are rated R. I don't think Marvel Studios would do an R-rated Punisher, and I think that's why they're going the Netflix route because they can make a they can have more adult content and a little bit more blood and make it a little bit more street level and gritty and grounded, as we saw in that you know Marvel uh, Daredevil series. Yeah, the, the, and imagine a like give us a give us an episode where Bullseye and and Punisher are both going at each other. Yeah. Oh, that'll be good stuff, man. Yeah, are you glad that they didn't cast uh, Statham? Yeah, because we didn't get to talk about that. Yeah, I, I no, I, I, I'm really, I, I think he would have overshadowed everything. Thank you. I, I think we kind of agreed there too. I, I really am not a big fan of Statham. I know you are. I'm not a fan. I liked him in Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, and that's it. I, nothing else he's done. I hated Crank. I absolutely hated the Transporter movies. And I don't even really like him in the Expendables movies, even though I'm a big fan of that franchise, except for the last one. Well, I like him, but I do not like Bullseye, and I think it would have been a horrible fit and just completely like uh, – I mean, John Bernthal, awesome. Jason Satham, a bit more awesome. That that scene would have just been completely overshadowed if it was trying to put those two guys on screen together. Yeah, yeah. You're, well, I, for me, it would have been like, okay, they cast uh, Jason Statham. I think most people, once they realize that Jason Statham would have been Bullseye, as they're watching it, they're just saying they're, – they're self-aware that, oh, that's Jason Statham. That's Jason yep. Statham. And it takes you out of it. Like watching the Marvel Daredevil series, it was awesome because it was like – I'm not sitting there and going, oh my god, that's Charlie Cox. Because I am – I was never really introduced to Charlie Cox. I know you watch Boardwalk Empire. Right. But – I was I I was not a watcher of that show, so when I was watching this, I was just like, "Oh, that's that's Charlie Cox." I mean, there's certain movies where you don't want to cast a like a recognizable face in that role in that role because it can take you out of that moment. Absolutely. Uh, E.T. for example, the teacher in the classroom where the frogs are getting out and everything like that, they were originally going to cast Harrison Ford as that teacher and make and see his face. And they didn't do that, and I'm glad that they didn't, because every time you'd go back to watch that movie, you'd be like, oh, it's Indiana Jones. Han Solo. Yeah, and people would joke <laughs> around like, oh, yeah, he's Indiana Jones, and then he's uh, you know, Han Solo. Oh, and he's the teacher of Elliot. You know what I mean? Yeah. A ton of those memes or whatever. So, um, yeah, I'm glad that uh, Statham is not Bullseye. I know that they're going to cast Bullseye. I just want them to do a – it's going to be delicate job of like having Electra episodes, Bullseye episodes and still setting up more Kingpin stuff. So it's going to be really delicate in doing those episodes. I think they can do it because I think what they did in that last episode, uh, the last season, excuse me, is when they had the stick episode. They set up a lot of things for uh, uh, Iron Fist, you know, with uh, – with uh, Kun, uh, going to Kunlun, I think that's who – at the end of that episode, who, uh, 
the guy he was talking to. That was uh, the other guy that the stick had trained. What's his name? I can't think. His other disciple. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of his name now. No, I, I'm I'm running into the same problem. Um, not, it's not Moon Knight. No. Uh, yeah, but it's that it's that level of character. Yeah. Um, Ronan. You okay? If, 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 if there's somebody out there screaming, yeah, that it's, it's going to hit me yeah, halfway it, through while we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So shame on us for not knowing. But we're yeah, bad people, exactly. But they set up a little bit of like going to Kunlun, and then even with uh, what's her name, uh, Mao or Gao? Yeah, Ga- Madam Gao. You know, she was talking about uh, leaving and going somewhere far away, and you know it's got to be Kunlun. They're setting it up for Iron Fist. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be if they if they don't go to Kunlun with uh-huh. Iron Fist, they're missing a massive opportunity. Like, I hope that's not just Easter eggy crap. That you know that will be something else. They right. that that will be epic if they go to Kunlun. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. Definitely looking forward to uh, seeing John Bernthal as uh, the Punisher, but uh, not. I'm not. I'm not 100% sold that the guy can hold down a series, but we'll find out. Were you were you glad that it wasn't uh, Frank Grillo, that they weren't going to double cast this guy? A lot of people, were they loved him as Crossbones, and like they were like backtracking saying, oh my gosh, after that performance in Winter Soldier, this guy would be an amazing Punisher. No, I think that would have been a giant mistake. Yeah, I'm glad that Marvel, they actually came out because of that, and they said like once you are set in as a character in Marvel, you're canon that character. We're not, we're not, you know what I mean? <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is like, bullshit. <laughs> well, he was on the Fox side. Sure. So, yeah. Well, and then Chris Evans was on the Fox side too mm-hmm. with Human Torch. So, yeah, looking forward to the Punisher series. I'm already saying Punisher series. Yeah, man. You, you, know, it, you gonna, are excited. It's going that way. It's going that way. If no. he can hold his own. I have no reason not to be excited for any of the thing that that Mar- that uh, Marvel has done on the Netflix side. No, no, you're you you are absolutely justified in that excitement. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got David Tennant coming as our big bad, and AKA Jessica Jones. Hopefully, he'll do a better job than he did in Broadchurch. I I, I still liked Broadchurch. Really? Yeah, I still like Broadchurch. Um, I didn't love it. I thought the ending wasn't great. Sure, but I still liked it. So it's a taste it for me. Makes and sense. I thought his performance was okay at times. Uh, I don't think that the character had that much range. They no. didn't really give the character that much A little range. bit of a caricature. And so uh, um, I didn't hate him. But uh, I think people that aren't used to David Tennant probably watched that performance and absolutely hated him. So hopefully he'll redeem himself here as the purple man. In uh, Jessica Jones, it's not AKA Jessica Jones now either. It's just Jessica Jones. Oh, uh, I see. I'm le- well. I'm just letting you know. Sure, that thank you. I like to make people aware of shit. I appreciate that, sir. Because dumbasses like you still walking out there thinking it's fucking <laughs> AKA Jessica Jones. I'm a comic book purist. What can I say? <laughs> no, they did. They changed the title to Jessica Jones. So, all right, yeah, uh, yeah, and this is our episode. We're done. That was that was quick. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. We'll see you. See you next week. You, you will, or huh? we will, or I don't know. Multiple leftovers. Oh, will. fuck off, oh. Mister Tease. Yeah, I'm a tease. Stroking balls. And I'm shit. a tease. Fuck off, Dave. All right, we're gonna end, we're gonna end the episode. All right, bye.